Hello, everybody. Welcome to RBG Cast, episode 133 for June 19, 2010. E3 is over, everybody. Woo! Oh, snore. oh man. I'm so tired. No way. I can't take anymore. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a good week. It was a long week. A lot of walking. Uh, Poke walkers were maxed out. Uh, water was drinking. Alcohol was consumed. There was, oh, there was much so going much on. Karaoke was sung. Karaoke was sung. And um, uh, did a little bit of work. Not much. Not enough. We'll do more. I got videos coming up. I got so many videos on my laptop. They are all going up. I've already got two of our wrap-up videos, our daily wrap-up videos, up that you can check on what we did, uh, what we saw on the show, our thoughts on every day. Well, most days. We uh, go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rpgamer.com, rpgamer, D-O-T-C-O-M. You can see those videos. Uh, Day three wrap-ups coming up today. This podcast will be up today. I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about the same stuff here. Um, But there you can see our shining faces and um, a special guest from the LAPD in the last (laughs) wrap-up. We were assaulted by the LAPD police brutality con tape. Oh, please. You should check it out. It's good. Um, I I am pleased to announce we survived the L.A. riots uh, for the Laker win. There were riots? No, not really. Okay. But we were watching TV and they were burning cabs and stuff, so it was fun. Were they really? No, yeah, they, did they jumped a on a cab. No, they burned a cab later on. Oh, later on. Yeah. I was busy watching. It's funny. It. I live in the city, and he's telling me what's going on. I'm like, wow, that yeah. happened? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the same cab they tried to jump on earlier. <laughs> There's a lot of fun stuff going on there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, as the chat room says, we what should have Snake Plissken gonna... rescue us. Escape I'm going to stay in my hotel room and like never come out until the morning. That's what we did. That's... It was good. Yeah. <laughs> We went down to the market and had Japanese drinks and food, and that's what we did. We didn't leave the hotel. Yeah, we were staying in the Miyako Hotel in Little Tokyo. That's uh, that's where we were at. And uh, lots of Asian stuff there. Great noodle place across the street. This place had lines lined up. Uh, just I don't know why. They had like this group outside the, the doors of this restaurant all the time. All day. Except during every the Laker day. game. Yeah, except during the Laker game. That was the only time nobody was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was it was hilarious. We had to figure out what was going on there. We thought, like, what's going on? And there's this special club, only special people allowed in. No, it's just a really popular noodle place. And you had to wait outside What's the door. B rating? You don't want to eat there. We no, did never. eat there. It was good. You got salmonella. I'm sorry. No. And they don't want hands. I'm sorry. You know, we they we heard from... Uh, it's funny you mentioned the B rating stuff, because we heard from Natsume that they took their president uh, from Natsume out to eat. And, you know, he's Japanese. And they needed to go someplace Japanese. And so they went to a place in Little Tokyo that apparently they had heard recommended. And they walked in. It's like, also rated B. And he, and the guy we were talking to from Natsume, the local guy, was really, really, really worried. But uh, yeah. he got in there. And as soon as the food arrived, um, apparently the Japanese Natsume executive was like, oh, this is just like in Japan. And he was happy. And I the food that. was good. <laughs> it's like, okay. fly, halfway, fly halfway around the world to eat food that you can get at home. I know. <laughs> well, sometimes you you know you have the rest of the week to eat like that. But this was a special meeting, right? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I, I I flew halfway around the world and I ate McDonald's once. Yeah, but their McDonald's is different. Their their McDonald's is different, as in everything's smaller and peppery. <laughs> See, what you need to do is go to German McDonald's because then you can get like a cup of beer with your burger. Oh, is that how it works? 
Mm. He, or, or, or French McDonald's. He can get a cup of, a glass of wine. There you go. Chris is off alcohol for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I had a bad run in with a shot of tequila over the week, and that was just no good. That was a nice shot of tequila. That was a terrible shot of tequila for me. No more. Like I said, after I've taken 151, don't take my advice anymore. Yeah, no kidding. Don't listen to you. <laughs> after that, I'm like, everyone needs to be drunk. Now. I'm a lightweight. I know I'm a lightweight. I try to avoid getting smashed, and um, very much because I just don't do that, and I don't know how to handle that. And uh, tequila apparently says whatever you are, it just multiplies it by 20. It was like the multiplier. So whatever alcohol I already had, it said. <laughs> so I fell down. I didn't fall down. Actually, nothing terrible happened. Just felt like crap all night. Oh, enough about my lightweightedness. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite we'll non-gaming the- moment from E3, Mike? Non-gaming moment? Non-gaming moment. Oh. Lunch with uh, NIS America. NIS America, I agree. That was a great lunch. We had it at the Mexican place. They love the guacamole, didn't they? Oh, I love the guacamole. We should just got spicy last time. Apparently, apparently when you make games with printies in them, it, it gives you an affinity for guacamole because they, they were all over the guacamole. I don't know. Just like no, So, unfortunately, I was stuck in Nintendo. What did I miss? Uh, you missed uh, Jack Nita uh, and uh, now what's La- now's last name? Zook. I don't know. Now Zook and uh, oh, it was the new girl? She'd only worked there a couple months. I can't remember her name now. So anyway, oh. she was she's a new girl with the NIS. They took us out to uh, eat at a Mexican place, and it was it, it was a good time. And they really love the guacamole and <laughs> the Mexican place. This we, we it turns out we went to eat at a Mexican restaurant at the same time Mexico was playing in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, so every time Mexico would score, you'd hear the server shouting in one corner and the cook shouting on the other corner. <laughs> and we're like, oh, guess they scored. <laughs> this is authentic food. <laughs> I'll just go back to eating my taco. <laughs> so that's that good stuff. Oh, but enough about that. What, what did you guys have to say to us? Let's start with your feedback. You guys sent us plenty of letters. Thank you for writing us and taking the time to do that when E3 was going on. I know, I know that must have been hard to tear yourself away from, uh, from all the E3 coverage to send us a letter, but you did, and I thank you. The first one came from King Abdul. He said, hey, RPG cast, hope you all had a great E3. We did. Got a pair of 3DS questions. First, when Iwata was announcing some of the developers making games for the handheld, they mentioned Square Enix, and underneath the Kingdom Hearts, they also listed Final Fantasy franchise. Do you think that Square Enix will continue pumping out remakes, perhaps 5 and 6, or do you think they'll probably make uh, more Crystal Chronicles games, or perhaps a new series in the Final Fantasy name tacked on? Also, Michael, did you get to try out the 3DS and did the 3D, uh, 3D work for you? Keep up the good work, guys. PS, PS. Oh, I was going to do the question first. All right, all right, all right. Let's all right. do the P- question uh, first. No, 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 Manny. You're right. PS, Manny. Let's save it. Oh, okay, okay, we're going to save it? <laughs> Let's just save it. That's right, true. Okay, go for it. it. All right. Mike, so right. first things first, Michael. Did the 3D did work for you at all? I did not. He didn't try Wait, it. Wait, you didn't even actually try it out, did you, at no. all? No, it, it um, wouldn't have worked for him anyway. At Nintendo's yeah. booth, I tried uh, Pokemon and Zelda. Yeah. The 3DS works by presenting a different image to each eye, so it would not, by definition, work for Michael. Right. But, and on the plus side, he doesn't have to worry about what the slider's set to. Just put the slider all the way down and get better battery life. Yeah, he should put it all the way down, actually, and uh, that way he'll have a better viewing angle, too. 
I was just thinking in general. It was like, do I want to wait till March for a bigger price and uh, an analog stick? Because that's really all that I'm going to get out of the 3DS? Or do I just um, oh, get... no, 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 Michael, no, no, no. it is the a... next system. You are getting yeah, a but... lot out of this. Better, in, better Wi-Fi, better systems. I mean, Better Wi-Fi? Really? Yeah, they have better that's connectivity so... options, yeah. Oh, I see. So they'll actually support uh, WPA. Yeah, WPA. Tag, no, yeah, tagging works better, too. Instead of tag mode only working when the, the system's like closed but on and asleep in your pocket, Like tagging will work while you're playing games and stuff now. So like okay. you'll always be able to transmit tagging. stuff. Tagging well, is where you, tag- you and your game, talk, you, your game and another person's game talk to each other and like mm-hmm. swap information. It'll so like, also oh. do that whenever you're next to an open Wi-Fi uh Open Wi-Fi access, so it's just it'll always be connecting to places and getting information for you if you wanted to. Yeah, so that it's like we connect, uh, we connect twenty four only. We promise that we'll actually do stuff with it this time. Sure, and not um, just do me parade for mm-hmm. five years. No kidding. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna want this uh, tagging functionality in Dragon Quest Nine. Um, it's the traditional tagging functionality, but that's that's a way that you share and get more more treasure maps in Dragon Quest Nine. So. Um, You'll learn right, about tagging soon. Dragon Quest Nine is ad hoc only. Yeah, I know. Isn't that sad? Yes, it but is. You're also, but Chris, I mean, Michael, you're also missing the fact that there's going to be. And this is the new home of next gen handheld RPGs. I mean, Paper Mario, all these new Zelda games, all these new Kingdom Hearts titles—they're not going to be backwards compatible. I mean, you're not going to be able to play them on your old DS. Why not? Because it's because it's different, different hardware. System. <clears throat> oh, I thought they were just like upgrading no. it and just with the shiny new screen. No, and then there'd no, be it's, all it's, it's new graphics hardware. It's a new system. Oh. Completely so the new. DSi it's like, XL it's is basically dead to me. The DSi XL is dead. Uh, it's just something you buy if you want a bigger screen at home to play your DS games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if anything, I, did you not see the kid? You weren't there. Were you there at the Nintendo conference? No, you, it no, wasn't. he wasn't. Oh, so let, let me put it this oh. way: Kid Icarus on the 3DS looks better than most Wii games. <laughs> it looks as good as most Wii games. Oh, I've used, I've seen some crappy Wii games, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had the same feeling <laughs> for being so low res. It's like that looks pretty much like a Wii game. Yikes! Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of the demos look really good. So I, I agree with people who say it's going to be like a GameCube in there because that's pretty much what it looks like. And uh, no yeah. complaints from me. I love the GameCube. Interesting thing about the 3DS, if you spin it sideways, you can't see anything off that top screen. You think they'll fix it? I think it's on purpose. Mm. So, maybe, maybe you know, I didn't try spinning it while the 2D slider was all the way to off. Shoot. Yeah, I, I that. bet that would have been normal. I don't know, though. Hmm. That's a good question. Should we answer the first? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was getting there. Uh, and uh, the other thing is, uh, if you rotate it, uh, if you rotate it a little bit, you lose the 3D effect. So you kind of need it like six inches from your face and up in oh, the middle of your close. face. Oh, not that close. Come on. Uh, that was where I found the 3D was most comfortable, yeah. The, you know, uh, depending on the slider, the angle. If you, took, you, it, if you took it like a foot or two out, it, it became kind of uncomfortable to keep the 3D. It up. depends. Like That's why the slider's there, depending on the angle and depending on your own eyes. Yeah, but if you take the slider down, the depth effect also goes down. So if but you want to use it with the max depth effect, you kind of need it up close. But all you really need is like a nice pop from these games. You don't need the full effect. Okay, they have the full effect. I mean, the most important thing is to be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys discuss this. I'm going to build castles because I can't do anything with this 3ds. (laughs) 
no, that's not true, man. All you have to do is put the slider down, and yeah, you still but have you guys are talking about well, the 3D effect works sideways. I'm like, whatever, it doesn't work at all. Oh, no, it's true enough. You just turn it. <laughs> that's the great thing about the system. Broken it's for like, me. I- we should just have you review the 3DS and say it's broken. This thing doesn't work. It's, been, it's false advertising. We, we did talk about doing that, but I didn't want to wait in line just for a bad joke. It, seemed, it seems like I, I took some time to read a lot of the impressions from a, other people who were there who were blogging and whatnot. It, it seems like uh, effects tend to vary from person to person, and, and you're right. It has to be, many people are saying it has to be held at a certain distance, certain angle, uh, and whatnot. And in some games, it makes it, it makes like people write, well, this popped out for me. Like I'll see the characters pop out really well, but the backgrounds look kind of static. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, it, but but every single one of them that wrote though said that that's that definitely in every single case for them, uh, it was a plus. It was never a negative, even if it didn't work. You know, maybe exactly as intended for their eyes or whatever have you what did work worked really really well and they really liked it nah mm-hmm. the 3d the 3d is a gimmick and i think i'm going to end up turning it off most times just because it causes eye strain mm-hmm. I, I, I really was kind of not enthused with the 3d on this system so i'm going to go out and say it's not a plus it's yeah but it's chris a is in the minority here chris yeah. is clearly in the minority because most of minority. us including yeah. no i'm being serious you clearly are in the minority because most people had an um, had an amazing experience with it. With an amazing experience with it. No, yeah, I did. I, I shackled you, to a woman. Because you, <laughs> I was thinking. Oh, go ahead. Phil. I, I, no, I was very scared. I mean, I'm I'm personally coming into this very skeptical. Of course, I can't see it myself just sitting at home surfing the web. But I was surprised at the percentage of bloggers that were not just writing positive, but really making it sound like they were very uh, just short of amazed, but just very taken with what what they were seeing. Of course, uh, I, I mean, how many times have you way. seen uh, how many times have you seen 3D without glasses? So this is a lot of people's first exposure to that. But I, I want to get people's impression when they've had 20 hours to play this on their couch. That's that's what I want to hear. Let, let's see how that goes. I don't, I, I, I don't even think that's really an issue because that slider is right there, and the second you feel uncomfortable, turn it down, and you still right. have a game. But my in your point pop- is that you're going to spend more time with that slider down than up, and at that point, it's just a gimmicky feature that made the price of the system more expensive. That's what we need to find I out. Don't th- I don't think a lot of people sit – I mean there are some, but I don't think a lot of people sit playing their handhelds for four-hour, five-hour stretches. I mean I that's my DS. I know some RP people do. gamers I'm not do. Saying, <laughs> I'm not saying yeah, there are some people who do. But... You're not going to play like an hour and a half and be done with it. Yeah, actually, I I do a whole lot of twenty minutes here, thirty minutes there, and if I'm between save points, I just close the lid. That's one of the things I like about the DS, and I pick it up later. I probably spend an hour to an hour and a half a day on the average. And don't I, I don't forget think... that. I was going to say, I mean... but the... go ahead. I was just going to say, you're, you're no I'll finish your thought. I was just going to say, yeah. Are, are there going to be times where there's some prolonged playing sessions and you turn it down? Sure, but then when you get on it the next day, you, you got it on. I don't think people spend four hours continuously day after day after day on their DS. And another important thing to note is that this is more than just a gaming console now. This is also going to be your portable 3D uh, movie device. Now that they have all these deals of like Sony and not Sony, uh, Warner Brothers and Disney. I mean, if you want to watch a 3D movie on the go, this is. You're either going to spend hundreds of dollars on, on like a single device that does it or on a DS that plays games, does all these other things, and lets you watch 3D movies in widescreen. Uh, that one I'm going to believe when I see because Nintendo has never been able to make the, any of their port spill systems become an entertainment device, even when they've explicitly tried to do so. It's just never happened. When did they uh, ever explicitly try to do so? They put movies out on the, on the freaking Game Boy Advance even, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, but those like little shows on cards. Like it seems like that was, that was like 
that was uh this is spongebob it, cartoons and crap right which is the extent of the effort they've put into this and uh, i don't believe they just got netflix on the wii better. and they're doing pretty good there no, yeah, Netflix is doing pretty finest. well there. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Don't you think all these big media companies would like to get a piece of the pie? Like to be on the DS? Like to be on the Wii? Uh, Sony, I don't know that I'm, they will. Uh, Sony won't. I mean, Sony won't at all. Uh, that, that, that's for sure. So we'll see. All right. I think they like being on things like the iPhone, the iPod Touch better because they probably get more money out of it than making cartridges. There you go. Physics says 3DS can decode H2.64 and AAC. Okay. Oh, come on. If you can do that, you can watch... I'm sure you can watch any movie you put on there in 3D if you want to. Or like a lot of 3D stuff. So you think they'll announce it so it'll be on a, your SD card that you slide in you can just watch a movie? Mm-hmm. That All would right. be great. That would be great. wonder what the battery life will be. Uh, according to Reggie, his big quote is, has Nintendo ever released a handheld without great battery life? This is true. So he said it's comparable to the same DSi they're aiming for. Okay. Good. I got the extended battery I, I meant on my the battery DS. Li- I meant the battery life while playing movies, but what, what did you say, Phil? Uh, I got the extended, I got the huge, the big extended battery on my PSP, and it's still only last half as long as my DS. <laughs> with the, with the special go. cover? With the special cover. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember how angry we all were when we heard that the DSi had worse battery life than the DS Lite. It's like, oh my god, it's not 19 hours anymore. It's only 14 or 12. It is actually rather short. I notice how much shorter the DSi's battery life is than the DS, actually. I noticed D- mine DS is getting short because of its old age. Yeah. It's down to like 11 hours now. Yeah. It, it is to be fair, though, 11 hours is a lot, though. Yeah, my PSP is like four and a half at yeah, most. I, I don't get 11 hours out of the DSi if I'm playing like Pokemon. Really? Yeah, wow. really. Okay. Yeah, that would be Pokemon's nice. Pokemon's about all I play. I know. <laughs> you know, the good thing is the battery is user... Journey. The battery is user replaceable. You can easily just pop it in you one anytime you want to. Yeah, but... I don't have a second one. I don't want a second one. Expensive? Yeah. No, no, not just... I mean, just replace the battery outright. Oh, yeah, for Michael, yeah. The, yeah. They're not expensive either. For DS. Fifteen dollars. Yeah, that's, they're yeah they're cheap. It's not like the cell phone market where they gouge you for it. If it drops to single digits in hours, I might. Okay. But at this point, it'll probably last of the 3DS. <laughs> you were so excited to get an XL. <laughs> I was. I was. I, yeah, I know that was it. I was gonna run out get the XL, and then, what was it like a week before? They're like, "Oh, we're gonna have a 3D system." I'm like, "I hate you, people." We do. Oh, but you should be grateful. They saved you. I mean, imagine how you would have felt if you would have bought the XL, and then you hear there's a 3D they, system. I, the, they could have pulled the Sony. I don't know, Mike. If you could, if you could pull it off, I think you want both. I don't know. As long as you both. have a lot of DS RPGs still to play, you want both. Because no. uh, you, we tried them. At, we tried like Final Fantasy Four Warriors of Light was benefiting from that XL screen. I, I will say this: I did enjoy playing the, a lot of those dem, demoing a lot of those games in the 3DS. I mean, the DS XL. Yeah, the Wasn't XL there made that nice. Question involved here? That yeah, um, what's Square Enix going to put on this thing? And I think he's absolutely right on every single one of his points. Yep. They're going to keep putting out remakes. They're going to keep putting out Crystal Chronicles games, and they'll probably put out a new series. <laughs> well, they uh, they had the list, and they put Dragon Quest on there as well. Yep. Basically, they said, "Yeah, this will. It's the next system, and we'll keep." putting our games on that too it's going to be the same like they've done for years now so they put right. all that stuff on the ds there's no reason for them to drop nintendo as a partner and they'll keep yeah. going with that uh, five and six though i don't know about 
it seems like they've they've cooled on the remakes of, yeah, of that particular I, I, series. I think we'll I mean, see one already, and two again first. <laughs> right, we already have one remake announced, right? Kingdom Hearts 3D? Uh, it's not a remake. It's an original game. The th- Is it really? Yeah. The, the, so they showed a demo on the 3DS of Kingdom Hearts, and all the scenes are kind of like from the first Kingdom Hearts game, um, <laughs> mostly. And I watched it, and it was in 3D, and it was like, okay, this is a tech demo. Uh, but apparently the game that they're working on if, uh, would be an original title. I've seen that. In oh, okay, that's why I was confused because all I saw was those those yeah, uh, that's just images you talked about. Yep. yep, yep, yep. All right. He also said, "Manny, you're my favorite member of the show." But I saw after I saw the E3 Day Zero wrap up video, you definitely look like you could use a sandwich. <laughs> Man, oh. the others were kidding about how skinny you are. It's all good. Though. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Manny did eat this year, so that was yes. Good. We weren't near as worried this year about no. him starving to death. Yes, he definitely ate. All right, uh, next question from uh, Mr. Jack Fox, a.k.a. Badger, Badger Lord, Badger, whatever. Before I ask my questions, I j- just one thought. What on earth is with those graphics for the new Zelda game? It looks like they went down five pegs from Twilight Princess. I saw a gameplay video and was saddened by what I witnessed. Anyway, if you plan to talk about 3D gaming on today's podcast, then that's awesome. You can ignore this paragraph if that's the case. I was just wondering what your opinion of 3D gaming and 3D TVs are. Uh, as someone who cannot see actually three, see 3D, I was born without depth perception. I have to admit, I kind of hate it because I cannot be a part of it with the current technology. I was always hoping the whole 3D thing was a fad and would go away, but it's only gotten worse. I'm guessing Michael feels the same way since he can't see 3D either. Um, I have to wonder. Pretty much, I'm hoping the fad will burn out. I don't quick. know how he's born without depth perception because um, the way there it are works ways is you weird. can't focus one of your eyes correctly. You can also not have depth perception. Well, then everything would look blurry to you if you can't no, focus. No, you can. You eyes. learn. That's the thing. I mean, it's not blurry if you learn how to do it when you're young. Hmm. Things need to overlap. All right. It's like it's like trying to explain colorblind, and someone's like, "Well." You know, well, how come you don't see red? And like, well, no, well, explaining colorblind is easy because you just say, oh, it shows up as gray. You know, that you can. You well, can yeah, imagine but that's that the thing is, what is gray? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like what but they thought was red isn't what you thought was red. Right. I was born without depth perception. Hmm. All right. Let's yeah, you're making fun of this poor guy's ailments? No. No, I'm just rereading it. Again. All right. I'm trying right. to understand. <laughs> I'm trying to, because I have a feeling that um, a lot of people who don't think they can do 3D um, with a system like this might be able to do more than they think. But uh, I don't know. My other I mean, question fair... is what, what? 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 Would it be fair to say that if if they – is it the same technology that's that, that PlayStation is putting through the television with the 3D TVs or whatever? Is that the same technology as what's in the theaters? Uh, the – the PlayStation stuff is close to what's in the theaters. It's not exactly the same, but because um, uh, they're using through the TVs, you use an active shutter glass, so that means one lens is open, one eye is open while the other eye is closed, uh, and the glasses take care of that for you. Uh, in the theaters, they use polarized light, so they show two images at the same time, and each lens filters out the other one's image, so it only sees the one meant for that eye. Uh, either way, you're getting an image for each eye, and then you overlap it in your brain, and it looks like 3D, just like everything else that your brain interprets in 3D, except it's still a simulated 3D. All these things, including the game, it's all a simulated 3D. It's not true 3D. It doesn't have every aspect of 3D vision that you have with th- true 3D, um, especially for stuff that you're not focusing on. And that's what you, you really see that jump out. The stuff that you don't focus on, I, I see a lot of times with the 3D, it kind of shimmers and stuff. And I found it to be very distracting, especially in some of the sports game demos I saw at E3. Um, the stuff that wasn't uh, in the Sony presentation, at least. But that 
maybe because they were using the real 3D technology, maybe that kind of sucked or something. They couldn't keep up with mm -hmm. it, but it, it was really it distracting. Was just freaking huge. Yeah. I mean, I just asked because I, I've got a couple of friends who have gone into movie 3D experiences and, and got, you know, headaches or mm -hmm. didn't appreciate it for whatever reason. So I'm curious if that's an indication that they would have an issue when it comes out with the television since they're similar, but they're not exactly the same. I noticed the Sony presentation, which was done with the movie technology, bugged me a lot more <clears throat> than the 3DS did. Um then again, I've seen Avatar, and I'm able to get through that just fine. So, I don't know. There's something about the way they do it with the games, I think, that bugs me more than the movies. Mm. That, that's my take on it, though. I don't think Manny agrees at all. So, uh, No, I don't. I mean, I tried all the 3D stuff from Sony and from uh, the DS. Well, I think a lot of people, the best way to describe how the 3D works in the DS, I, uh, I think Kotaku said this, and I agree, is... Uh, Imagine looking at a printed picture of a fish tank and then actual looking at a, an actual fish tank. Mm -hmm. So that depth of field, the depth that's what you get with the 3DS. Yeah, it kind of it, it kind of deepens into the screen rather than pops out of the screen. But then again, a lot of the theater stuff like does that too. It, it's like the old school 3D that really popped out at you, like the red and blue glasses. Hmm. Like the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids event at Disney World or whatever. I did try a Kill Zone and see some Motor Storm in 3D. Oh, and I played Front Mission Evolved in 3D. And I have to say, Ooh. Um, so how was I it? Hate, I hate. It's weird. I already wear glasses, so I have to throw like another thick layer of glasses <laughs> on top of my other glasses. <laughs> I'm sure someone will make prescription 3D lenses. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, that's I want some 3D contacts. Oh yeah. I mean. And another, I mean, another aspect uh, that nin that that Nintendo threw out that's absolutely one hundred percent true. Uh, it was really funny to see Nintendo kind of dissing uh, the uh, other three T technologies out there, but it's the it's true that yeah, you're going to have to buy this expensive television. Everyone in your family who's going to be participating needs to buy the glasses. And I'm sure those aren't a cheap date. I think there's a really you know true concern there when it comes to money. I mean, the, the TVs are expensive as it is without buying another new three D one. Yeah, you know what? Phil is a uh, playing Killzone and Motorstorm and added absolutely nothing to the experience. I know really? that's I'm, what I, I thought. It, like watching all these games in 3Ds, I I could see the limitations of what they were able to display in it. Like I was doing Front Mission with 3D with the active shutter glasses, uh, but through Nvidia's technology. Oh I was yeah. Like this is cheap. I can tell the effect going on here, and this just is more annoying after a while than than anything that it's adding. I'm gonna end up turning it off because it's just it's just pointing out stuff that's. I can see more flaws with the technology than good. It was just funny. It was just like all this work and effort to put in the glasses, to get the TVs, to get all these things working. And like that little DS does it better. And the best part is you don't even – on the DS, you don't even feel the need to actually have it on if you don't need it. Yeah. So wait. I didn't realize that to use 3D on your like PS3 and stuff, you need a TV. Yeah. You need a 3D-capable mm -hmm. TV. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's got to be oh, – it's one of those wow. 240 hertz sets. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is expensive. That I didn't know. See, I thought oh, they were they were just going to be able to do it with a regular TV. No. That's no, that's crazy. I'm not. Yeah. I'm glad no, I, Mike, I Mike, don't have to worry. You need, about you it. need a TV that's one po HDMI 1.4 capable, has a 3D support. That's so it's at least a 240 display. It'll be it'll have three, I guess it's 480 actually. Um, it'll have um it'll say that it's 3D capable because every company has like only one or two sets out right now. So you get one of these brand new sets. You got the glasses. You you get two glasses usually with the TV. Um, additional sets cost like. Anywhere between 100 and 150 a piece yep. per pair, and wow, uh, 
and then you've got oh, to and have the, the, glasses the system. Need batteries too. Oh yeah, glasses need batteries, but um, as far batteries? as I can tell, the batteries work fine. Like I don't, I don't think those wear out too fast. But yeah. Oh, I saw the Screenix guys replacing their batteries quite a few times. Oh, that sucks. Then um, the well, the Nvidia glasses had like little tiny button cells on them, I think, and that was stupid. So hmm. I think that was wrong. With, what was wrong? And you realize glasses need batteries. This is just getting crazy. Yeah, the the these these the new glasses, the sh- active shutter glasses, they need batteries. This is the way it works because they need to. Uh-huh. There's something actively going on in each lens. It's uh, so wow. don't sit on the lenses. Or break yeah, them. Oh, yeah, keep them away from your kids. Don't break them, and make sure you have enough for when everyone comes over to experience your 3D TV. Because oh, otherwise, yeah. um, the guy who doesn't have glasses is going to be very sick. Of looking at so it's gonna be fun. Screen. I can imagine Super Bowl parties instead of like b- b- bring your own beer, bring your own glasses. Yeah, isn't that great? BYOG. I don't, BYOG. I don't know if I really want to watch the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, but oh, but the glasses are brand specific. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this isn't catching on anytime soon. No. <laughs> that's why I'm hoping uh, this is a fad that will burn out. It'll it'll keep getting refined. I think it, it's going to be like uh, you know Blu-ray and uh, HD DVD were for a long time. Nobody wanted to touch it because it was just a mess, and th- this is just going to be an even bigger mess. And, and you know Blu-ray has still. I mean, even though it's obviously the clear winner over HD, and HD's gone the way of the dinosaur, it still hasn't really caught on. It's not like people are universally buying Blu-rays over DVDs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got the PlayStation Three plays Blu-rays. But when I go out and buy my movies, um, unless it's just an in-your-face action movie like the new Star Trek movie or something like that, most movies I just go ahead and buy on DVD. Why, why do I want to pay an extra 10 bucks? Uh, just... I wanted an HD, but that's me. <laughs> yeah, I mean some movies, like I said, in-the-face action, blow Wait, up. You buy you know, movies? You actually for. buy discs? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, just collection of yeah. I just Netflix them. <laughs> Oh, I had Netflix a lot, but if I know I'm going to want to watch it again in the future, I, I buy right. it and add it to my collection. Yeah, I don't. There's like never anything I want to watch again in the future. Like all the good movies I like to watch over and over, like old '80s movies, like Clue and stuff. There's nothing which new anymore. Be 3D I anyway. think those. Yeah. yeah. Which one would be? Yeah, I like. Like I want the 3D edition of a movie that was originally recorded in, you know, with standard film. That's okay. <laughs> that's all. That's all right. I'm not going to waste my ten bucks there. It's part of the remastering they're going to do now. I want the 3D edition of Captain EO. Woo-hoo. Oh, that'd be sweet. That would be sweet. <laughs> well, there's a Michael Jackson game coming out. Would that be? I know. I heard it. Ubisoft got the Michael Jackson license, didn't it? <laughs> oh, all right. So, uh, what do you guys think? Uh, who stole the show this year? For me, it's Nintendo. What about you guys? Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, Michael. I refuse oh. to answer this question because you didn't see the press conferences. Oh, because no, you're boycotting because I hate the 3DS. These questions. Why? No, oh. because I hate these. I don't. I don't believe you win the show. I, I never asked if somebody won the show. You just did. I asked if somebody stole you the show. Stole the show. That's not winning okay, the show. Because right. I chose specifically not to say win the show because it's a stupid. Let question. me say this. Then I got. I got the perfect wording. Which Which of the big three do you feel? Wait, left you feeling the most positive at the end of the show? Oh well, that would be Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> they have a very focused, positive lineup that's almost all good, except like that Wii Party crap. And like everything they're releasing is like interesting. And it was easy to understand what they were releasing. Mm-hmm. Everyone else and had really... these disparate product offers. You couldn't even follow what was going on. And there's, the press conference is like a mile long. And it's like, I think there's a couple things in there I liked. It's like, ugh. Yeah, and, and when... 
I mean, when I look at the Nintendo press conference, a lot of the games that they were showing, a lot of the things they were doing would appeal to, you know, the both different camps, both the casual gamers and the hardcore gamers. Whereas when I looked at Sony or Xbox, it, it looked like that aside from the motion control, they were, they were showing a bunch of first-person shooters and games that for the most part, mostly the hardcore crowd would be into. Then they would show these motion controls, which is their their attempt to reach out to the casual crowd and i'm just sitting there looking at it going ho hum i've already got this stuff on the wii so i'm not excited about having motion control on my playstation i use my playstation to play playstation you know harder core games or whatever have you if i want to do something with motion control like working out or dancing or whatever have you make a fool of myself then i make a fool of myself on my wii i you know so i wasn't i wasn't really plussed with the the whole all the time that Microsoft and Sony spent on their motion controls. That part put me to sleep. And then when they were done with those parts, they were mostly talking about first, which granted we're all RP gamers for the most part. So we're not going to get a kick out of these guys anyways, but the first person shooters, it was, it was just, it was almost never ending. Saw the occasional cool game out there. Saw the occasional Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, Dead Space looked really cool. Um, there were definitely some cool games in those other guys' presentations. I, of course, I love Twisted Metal, as we were talking about earlier before the show. So I was really excited to see that there's a new one coming to the PlayStation. But it was just little bits and pieces. Like I'd have to watch 20 minutes of boring motion control and first-person shooters to get one you know, five-minute or three-minute clip of a game that I'm interested in. Whereas Nintendo, it was hit after hit after hit. Even if it wasn't a game that I may be super excited about, they, it was it was like Donkey Kong Country. Who who doesn't like Donkey Kong? I mean, oh, it was so good. good. <laughs> it looked really, really yeah, it looked really, really I great. Played Donkey and, Kong, it is good. It's just like the old ones, and it's so great. Um, I didn't get to oh, play Kirby. It? The line was too long. It was. Oh. I'm telling you, even Kirby looked. And I saw those. I'm like, oh. man, that looks like real yarn. I watched someone yeah, play through the whole Kirby mind. demo though, and that looks great. I mean, they did. Oh I mean, yeah, Kirby. Kirby, we, we know we know Noodle loves Kirby. I'm personally not a super huge fan, but who couldn't like the yarn concept? I, that was just my uh, only problem is he doesn't absorb en- enemies now. He oh. absorbs water. Mm. He absorbs- so he's Mario. <laughs> he's he does, he does, no, he's got a whip. Um, he oh, does turn whip. into a tank though, and that was cool. Oh, and it's co-op. You can play the game with another yeah, it buddy. Yeah, it is co-op. And- yep, but problem is it's local co-op, right? Oh, good. I don't mind. Well, I do. There's no one around me who wants have, to play. You have a girl thing that you can play. Girl games. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of girls, um, Optic Mazer wrote in and says, "One of my friends was one of the girls padlocked to the Nintendo 3DS. She told me that being locked to the system for three days can make a pe- person very happy and very unhappy all at once. How would you <laughs> feel being padlocked to the latest gaming tech? And if you had to choose one system to be locked to for life, what would it be?" I think that those Nintendo <laughs> girls life? had it much better. Had it much, much better than a lot of the other booth babes. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you were one of the people at the Less Dance booth. Imagine dancing six hours a day for mm. three days straight. Didn't they let anybody else dance there? Oh, they, I think they did it just because they got sick of dancing and wanted other people to do it for them. I'm no kidding. The Dance Central things? Mm-hmm. They had sign-ups and stuff. You were supposed yeah, to you keep saying on- Last Dance. Yeah. Do you mean Dance Central? I don't care. <laughs> you mean the, the thing with the girls the in the boxes, you know? I don't care. I didn't look at any of the titles. I just heard dancing and walked on. I, you know, I really wish I could have played with Connectimals just to see if it was as stupid as it looked, or if you it was... want to tickle the tiger. I did want to tickle the tiger and see if it was fun at all, because I, I think it'd be really fun for a kid. But I didn't get to. I was sad. Oh well. Um, what's what system, guys? 
I don't want to be attached to a system for life. <laughs> I want to be about, attached. After about, I think even a few years, I'd be like, I'm bored with this. I just, there's nothing else I can do. Uh, uh, life is a hard thing. If you want to say five years, then I have to go with you the DS. You have to pick. All right. Or I guess the new 3DS. DSi XL? Well, no, not if they're going to not keep making new games for it. But you don't like the 3DS. You hate it. It would just I mock you. Analog. You don't, want, you don't want to be locked to it. It'll just mock you for the rest of your life. I want the analog. <laughs> You're okay being locked to something that mocks yeah, you Yeah, that slide pad felt great. It doesn't really mock me. It has a switch to turn it off. All I'll right. deal with it. <laughs> what if the switch breaks? <laughs> well, hopefully it breaks in the down position because I never turned it on. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. Padlock to a system. Probably Super Nintendo would be fun. <laughs> Unless it's got to be a portable system so you can carry it around. Then, like a Game Boy Micro, then I won't notice. <laughs> I don't play any Game Boy games anymore. We're just yeah, going to lock my... Chris to his Poco Walker. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, give me, lock me to a Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> a really bad one. <laughs> How about you, Phil? I mean,. By far, my, my favorite system is my backwards compatible PlayStation 3. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I don't think thing, you want to be locked to that. That thing is a beast, and I don't want to be locked down carrying that thing. That's going to be like a, that's gonna be like a yeah. Christmas carol. You're carrying like holy, chains of. <laughs> holy cow. Whenever I go on trips and I know I'm going to be able to take a game system with me, it's never the PS3. It's the <laughs> slim PS2 or it's the Wii. Um, so I would, never, I would never travel my PS3 because it's one of those shiny ones. It would just get scratched to heck. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So you know, I would, I'd have to, I'd have to go with the DS right now. Uh, and the 3DS looks very promising. We'll see, uh, we'll see what the lineup of games looks like after a year or two. But uh, for now, I'll stick with the DS. Mm-hmm. A lot lighter, easy to fit in the pocket. All right, Manny, what did you say? Um, I don't know. How about a PC? <laughs> a PC. <laughs> Thought about the PC, but that doesn't That's fit in the pocket. Cheating. <laughs> I'm just saying. Be like a ball you know and chain, dragging it with you wherever you go. Well, no, fine, you get fine, like fine. a you get like a 13 inch laptop or something with a high video card. Yeah, that's my Alienware. Yeah, it's really great too. Plays Bioshock in the whole nine yards. Eight hundred bucks. Love it. That's cool, man. You get like a thousand more. You could buy a 3D TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. One more 3DS question here, then we can move on. G Dog Tuck wrote in and said, "Since looking at Kingdom Hearts 3DS, it appears the 3DS can produce at least early PS2 styled graphics. To some, a at 3D least, Kingdom Hearts remake is a real treat. What game would you guys like to see remade in better graphics in 3D? For me, the original Chrono Trigger would look beautiful with PS2 styled graphics and the type of immersion that 3D may bring." I think it's, you know, remember, these are just launch titles. Just give it yep. some time. You'll see some amazing things on this No, no, system. no, no. He didn't ask that. He asked, what do you look, what do you want to see remade? Pick some right. and assume they're going to do it well. Oh, they're already making, I think they're hitting a lot of this stuff already. They're already making Paper Mario. They're already making a Kid Icarus. Paper, the new, I hope Paper Mario is a brand new RPG. That'd be, I'd be so happy. Hmm. Let me see. Uh, I don't know. Someone else. I'm thinking. I'm skipping this question, obviously. <laughs> oh, fine, fine. Hey, but you could still what remade game like in better graphics, with? then you know, with a well, slide pad. With a slide right, pad. I'll, yeah, I'll with a slide pad slash analog sticky. The analog stick nub. Um, I'll get back to you. Hold on. Someone yeah, else it's like the PSP has the analog nub. This is like the Uber nub. Uh, <laughs> the analog nub. 
I can't go back to the PSP now by comparison to the slide pad. The slide pad feels so good. Yeah, I played the PSP last night. It's okay. Oh, no. Terrible. <laughs> Buhau. Well, you know what I found out? Oh, no. I'll get to that later. Oh, very annoying thing about the PSP 2000 versus the Go. All right. So, uh, let's see. Uh, what would I pick? Ooh, 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 ooh. Remade in 3D. I don't like games in 3D. Um, and uh, I haven't found 3D tech to be good enough until the current generation before I actually want to play a game that's in 3D graphics. So I don't want anything remade for the 3DS. I want more 2D games for the 3DS. So, sorry. I'm not really digging it. Can, no, I, I, think, can I modify this a little bit? Yeah. Okay, because you said graphics, but I also like the story cleanup, and I'd like to see Dragon Quest <laughs> Seven. <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm trying no. to get right on that. It was mostly translated. They're not. They're not putting more money into that game. <laughs> oh, but it is one of the higher selling ones. Is it? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. It was well received in Japan. All right. Not you know here. what's funny? I, I was just thinking all the games that I want have already been announced at this point. There's already like what, which three ones? Shin Megami games coming oh, out. Okay. Well, you know, yes. I think those are just series names for Atlas. Yeah, they didn't even know what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, but there's still going to be a new Persona game. There's still going to be a new mainline series, and there's still going to be a new De- Devil Survivor game. And I would have said, oh, a new Mission Megami game would be nice. It's like, oh, already happened. It, basically, it sounds like Atlas Japan said, yeah, the next games, or maybe the one after the next games in those series will probably be on the 3DS, which is no big surprise because it's the next system. <laughs> so we're not going to stop making our games and the next ones of course will be on the system yeah, if there's already a new Resident Evil and there's already a new Metal Gear help, th- th- Are you looking for, what about Ocarina of Time that's getting remade in 3D it looks nicer it looks much nicer yeah I mean the, that was a big deal uh, it looks like uh, we have the what videos up or we got screenshots up right yeah I'm, I'm uh, probably yeah. going to pick that up I'm, I'm even excited for Pilot Wings at this point yeah so um, where did the where did that come out oh yeah Nintendo put them out and I was like, oh, yeah. So uh looks like uh, they're talking about simplifying the menu system on the 3DS and making the water temple easier. And So they're totally cleaning up this uh, Ocarina of Time thing. So I think that's going to be what people will yeah. dig. Uh, and then 3D, because you really... Do you really need 3D in Ocarina of Time, though? I can't... Mm-hmm. Uh, Miyamoto says so. Oh, he and does? Like, Miyamoto's like Steve Jobs. You must listen. Except for Wii Music. Apparently it's fun to ride your horse in 3D because all the screenshots are of Link riding his horse around. (laughs) Apparently nothing else could be shown. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, I don't know. Other games getting remade. It looks like Square Enix is uh, doing uh, some some more iPhone games. Did you hear about that? I know how we hear Uh. about it, Mike. Final Fantasy. It was on the plane on the big screen behind yeah, us that we never actually had time doing, to look at. I was like sitting there doing. Uh, we were getting our booth walk through playing uh, uh, for Warriors of Light, and all of a sudden I hear the tactics music. Like, where's tactics music coming from? Because whenever I hear tactics music, I stop whatever I'm doing and I, I immediately track down where it's coming from because I like that music so much. And it was on the big ass screen, and it turns out that they are releasing Final Fantasy Tactics as well as Secret of Mana for the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, that was the funny thing. Is he, he sits there and he's like, "Oh, Tactics for the iPhone," and he goes back to his thing, and he says, "No, no, no. The game you want is next." And he's like, "What?" And then Secret of Mana comes up, and he's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" This is like so two funny. of my favorite games. So yeah, that, that's some awesome, awesome stuff to see. Problem is, I don't think either gonna one's going to play well on the iPhone. Are you going to no. for the iPad version? Are they going to remake it for iPad as well? Oh, come on. They did with Chaos Rings. No, they didn't. Like a minute after you bought the, the, the no, iPad they didn't. There's no iPad yeah, version of Chaos Rings. I thought they yes, announced it, but it's not out yet. 
Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, and it's been like a month, so. But that was the funny thing was um, there was early talk about that in the chat room, and it was like, I can't even dial someone on my phone accurately. How am I going to play tactics? I know. I, I don't know how that one's going to work. Man, you guys are so down on touch technology, 3D technology. No, I just I, I'm I down on games that are fingers. I'm down on porting games that are really not designed for one tech to it. You know, and that's what I'm worried about. And there's a lot of that going on. Like this game was never designed to use or take advantage of 3D, um, but we're going to go ahead and and somebody's what is going on in the background here? Somebody's slamming stuff and they're typing loud and they're, they're ah rage against the 3D, right? Yeah, yeah rage. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. 3D rage. Sorry, I, I don't know. Whoever's misbehaving on the podcast needs to stop. The listeners at home are getting distracted from my beautiful words. All right. They're getting distracted from our monotone voices. Monotone voices. I enjoy 3D. I enjoy it. It was 3D. fun. We oh. are tired from the show. We are tired from the show. Yeah, unfortunately. I, I was just mentioning it's like this is such a low energy show because we're like, I, my, I can't move. I'm sitting on my couch going, like, I don't even want to move. <laughs> Well, so you don't want to play any, uh, you don't want to play Sony's motion controller, is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's, I'm sorry, Butler, I'll just have to... You, you played Move, right, Manny? Yeah. Alright, what'd it feel like? Was it just Wii, or does it feel better? It feels like the Wii, but with a lot more energy. You have to put a lot more energy into it. Really? Ugh. See, I think I it was just really... the games in particular that I was playing that they made me play, but it's like, man, they're making me move a lot. <laughs> it's like the name is Move or something. Well, see, I was thinking about the same thing when I was just playing the Zelda game. And I was like, I remember you play Twilight Princess. You flick your wrist and you do your slashes. It was very, very one, you know, swing your hand, blah, blah, blah. And so I walk up and I play Zelda and I flick my wrist and he, he does like nothing. And I'm just like, oh, you're kidding me. No, it is literally full arm swings up and down. It was like, man, my arm's going to get tired of this game quick. Did you beat the and boss? And the, uh, no, I had 10 minutes, and I decided I would screw around and not fight a boss because um, I might have been slightly intoxicated. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go fight a boss when I couldn't even figure out what direction I was going. All right, all right. do you think the fact that you were slightly intoxicated had anything to do with your evaluation of... Of the game itself game? and the motion controls? <laughs> no, I think I can tell when my arm's going to get tired after 10 minutes. Yes, but... You may not have known that you didn't need to move your arm as voraciously as you no, were. They, I, I tried it slowly. I, tr- you know, I tried all these things, and if I needed the accurate up-down swings, I had to do a real swing. Yeah, screw that. This game's going to suck. And, I don't know. But, I played it, and once again, I'm always the dissenting opinion on this podcast, but I had no problem. I, I picked it up. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. In 10 minutes, I didn't have a problem either. If I'm going to play it for five hours, I'm going to get really tired. It just means that we'll have to change the way we play a Zelda game. You have to play it in short 20-minute burst. All of a sudden, I have to schedule a recurring appointment for Zelda every day? I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. No, I have to make sure that if I play Zelda, it's not on a strength day because my muscles are going to be sore and I don't want to work them out. (laughs) It wasn't that bad. I mean, I I did everything. I picked up the bomb. I tossed the bomb really quickly. I got, you know, I was rolling bombs, using a slingshot. I was twisting and turning. The, okay, I, I so on the, during the press conference, the slingshot and arrow controls looked terrible, but that was probably arrows, because of the okay. interference. How did it work? Oh, that was 100% because of the interference. Oh, yeah. I, I did think the it arrow works thing. perfectly. Okay. And you know how they show Kevin Butler with his two move things? Yeah. That was pretty much how I was using it with the Wii, too. Okay. I was just like, you have to pull it back and then you, you know, let it. It was pretty much how uh, you would use a bow. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. 
Okay. The only problem was is I keep forgetting which one's C and which one's Z and all that nonsense. But C's that's my own top. personal. I know, but you're just sitting there. And you, you can't. I can't see the controller anymore, so I'm just pushing the wrong button. I'm sad. You know, it's true. I do hope there's more to the game than just swinging, almost one to one movement. You know, almost almost one to one attacking. But it works. The combat works fine. I hope there's more to the game than just that. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of more games, uh, you guys remember Z-Boyd Games? They were on the show with us uh, a couple months ago talking about... uh, uh, What's the name of his... What's the name of his game? Breath of Death. Breath of Death Death 7. 7. Yes, Breath of Death 7, which I actually purchased and I played a little bit of now, and it's really good. So everyone should go pick that up on the Xbox Live Indies. It's really good. Um, they announced his le- next RPG, Cthulhu Saves the World. It's going to be out in August 2010 for three bucks, and the story is Cthulhu wishing to destroy the world when a band of heroes curse him and st- seal away his powers. The only way to break the curse is to become a hero. Uh, world destruction will have to wait. So, <laughs> apparently, it's going to have a classic 8-bit slash 16-bit style similar to Breath of Death 7, and will feature the ability to inflict insanity upon your foes. Uh, it's a 6-10 to hour storyline, and post-game content includes score attack and Highlander mode, which I assume means something about there being only one. I don't know. It doesn't say. And uh, you can you know, save wherever you want. Blah, 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 blah. Go look forward to that. Coming out in August, another game from Z-Boyd Games. We did a fantastic job with Breath of Death 7, so you guys should all be excited about that. Kind of got a, kind of the bad time to announce that, though, isn't it? Right into Why? E3. Oh, well, I mean, you know, you should announce it around there when everybody's doing all their announcements. I guess it came out, like, just before E3 started, or or at least that's when we covered it. So, um, yeah, bedtime in there. So I'm glad I say you want to hit, like, it. the week after E3, because yeah. all the companies are still flying back and still trying to get settled, and the booths are getting right. torn down, so yeah. there's no new news. So here's one I don't know when this was announced. Uh, there was a new information come about at St- about Star Wars The Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Which is a game that did not show up at E3 at all, as far as I could tell. It really annoyed I didn't, me. Yeah, I didn't think Bioware was even there, as far as I could tell. Yeah, so unless they hid it away in a room somewhere, which, you know, that's possible. Um, yeah, but usually when EA hides it, they still put a sign on the door. Uh, I looked around EA and I didn't find anything. Maybe it was in an upstairs meeting room or back of the area uh, meeting room. Maybe. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, so they have some more MMO-specific features they announced, so... There's going to show ownership for players, so you can have stuff that you own and can show off and socialize with. Uh, so you have your own personal starship. That's your hub of operations. It's your home within the game world, says Chris, Blaine Christine, one of the producers of the game. It's where you come back to after a mission. It's where you have deeper interaction with the companion characters. It's where you store your gear, equip yourself before adventuring out again. But since this is a massively multiplayer game, it's also a place where you can bring your friends. <laughs> Sweet. So I guess you can uh, go party on a Death Star that you own or something, right? <laughs> so, I guess. Uh, example ships included a Corellian transport for a Galactic Republic player and a Sith interceptor for Sith Empire players. Uh, and let's see, they talk about gear and that high-end gear is going to get more fanciful, but that's like every other MMO out there, so what a shock. Um, yeah, and it looks like a smuggler can be a Twi'lek, so we got some more species that were announced and the imperial agents can be a chiss i don't know what a chiss is in star wars oh it's one of those i can't describe that you'll have to look it up on the wiki uh c-h-i-s-s so more races announced and you get to own your starship so yeah you guys excited about star the old republic at all no 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 nobody 
Star Wars yeah. MMO, no excitement. Being done by Bioware, a company we all like. I want to. I always worry about any company's first MMO. So I'm. I'm just. I, there's too many places here they can go wrong. We've already had a bad Star Wars MMO. I'm just not looking forward to another one. Well, it worked well for an, uh, for Square Enix. Um. Yeah. Because. Fair enough. <laughs> but you know, it never became what what WoW or anything else did. Right. Well. Again, but, looking at Square Enix, it doesn't need to be for you to enjoy it. So I don't know why you're not excited about it. Well, I'm excited about the Square one. <laughs> I know. <but laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, all the all the negatives you mentioned, they don't apply to Final Fantasy XI, and you love that. So I don't see why you're so hesitant about Bioware. I think with MMOs, it's one of those it's one of those things where you know it's kind of like a car. You, you only get one or two, so it's hard to be excited about ten different things that are out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking forward to Cataclysm, and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. I really will not absolutely positively have room in my life for another MMO, so I'm uh, not even really. I mean, yeah. this is going to be a third place behind those guys. Uh, that's too bad because Lord of the Rings just went uh, free to play. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that and it looked cool, but just don't have the time. Mm. Oh well. So you prefer Final Fantasy to Star Wars? What's wrong with you? Yeah, I I'm know. Awesome. Ac- yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, comes down to one word: Lala's. Oh my, no! My wife wants no. to play a Lala, and wherever the wife goes, I have to go. So. Yeah, but can you be something not lame? Mm. Well, I'm not playing a Lala. I'll probably okay. pay one of those big blue giants that step on Lala's on accident. Oh, goodness. What, the, what in the world's a Lala? It's a Lala Fell. It's one of the Fels. races in Final Fantasy XIV. It's the little cute childlike it, it, race. Taru. Yeah. It's, it's the reading Taru Taru. Yeah, it, it, this, is, this is Square Enix's pedophile race for the new game. Yeah, yeah I was about oh, to say, this sounds like goodness. some Gothic Lolita thing. I'm not... Pretty much. I mean, they always have like a anime, you know... As long as their head race, isn't then in my they've crotch, got the, it'll be fine. And they've got the way too young race, so. And the kitty race. Yeah, that was the anime. Is there the schoolgirl race oh. with the uh, <laughs> socks? <laughs> no. Well, maybe they'll have a Hume dress up this That's time what they need. Or... They need a race that's all girls and all they can wear are school, u- school uniforms. Yeah. So, just basically uh, you know, the fan service, the MMO. Oh, oh but there's two, there's two kinds of races. The... the, the... The females, in quote, wear the dresses, and the males, in quote, wear the, the PE shorts. Shirley, <laughs> Shirley has asked me to communicate to her audience to go to YouTube and just do a search for Lala Fell. That's one word. And uh, you'll, you'll see a, a search result it's near the top. It's a tall says, Taru Taru. Get over yeah, it. There's nothing there's to a, see. There's, there's a video. There's they a video. With, oh, let me finish, please. <laughs> there's a video with the Lala Fell. It's called Lala Fell Plains Folk Female Final Fantasy fourteen. It's doing all of its little emotes. She wants everyone just to go and check it out. It's 30 seconds of your life that you'll never get back again. But it's, she says it's really, really cute. No. So, check it out. No. That there, there. That's the reason why we're doing Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Cute we're emotes. All right, and the podcast comes with screeching halt no as kidding. we all watch this video. Yeah, forget, no, I'm not watching that. Forget I'm not that. watching videos. I know what they do. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about Castlevania because this is one I didn't hear about, and apparently uh, it had been r- rumored and speculated out a month ago, or maybe even slightly announced. But Harmony of Despair, the new Castlevania game, was announced, was showing at E3, um, and I guess it was announced before, but I didn't remember this at all. So yeah, this is weird. Did- I saw it there. Not only did I see it there, I saw Koji Garashi standing right next to it. Nice. Oh, you should talk to him. Got his picture and stuff. 
he was so tired. He, oh. I, it's funny. Some first the fanboy got a picture with him, and he had his, all his stuff on the floor. He's about to pick up his stuff and go for the day, and then someone else came up to him and he had to put all his stuff back down. And he took the picture. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that to that guy a third time. Forget no, it. that'd be awful. Yeah. So this is uh, this one has Alucard and Soma Cruz. So I don't oh. know what's going on oh, the, well, for the multiplayer. Alucard, Soma Cruz. It has um, the girl, girl from Order of Ecclesia. Okay. And Ecclesia. And so it has multiplayer, think, which is weird. Oh yeah. It's on Xbox Live Arcade, and I don't know, probably, I would assume PSN as well, but I don't know. Um, I only know it's on Xbox Live Arcade, because that's where they're showing it on. And I saw this big, this mode in it where you had, like, this big view of, like, the whole map of the castle, pretty much, but you were still controlling your characters on that, that zoomed-out view of the castle. So I don't know what was going on there. It looked very interesting, but I don't know what's going on. Nobody knows. All right. Oh, Castlevania no. makes me sleepy. And I wasn't even the one yawning. <laughs> no, Castlevania it interests me. I just didn't actually get to play it. There was always somebody there, and I was always like running between places. Hmm. Really? All right. And uh, yeah, I, it's just <sighs> so apparently Koji had a desire to paint a, an HD screen with pixels, and so that's why they've got a lot of art from a lot of the recent portable games, and uh, so can have a lot of screens from these portable games together and that's how you get the hd screen and uh let's see so you play one of five characters called from a recent castlevania title uh you fight monsters stroll through the environments and you can zoom in you can zoom out it's a cooperative time attack game that allows several people to team up over live to clear that each stage in as little time as possible so that's interesting so where's like the so do we not have a single-player mode in this one? I don't know. It's too bad. So it really is meant for, like, a live arcade then. So we'll have to see how that goes. Are there any RPG elements to it, like leveling up? Uh, I'm reading through Parrish's 1-Up preview, and I'm not seeing any mention of them. So that's kind of disappointing. Because if that's the case, then we don't really need to cover it that much, other than you might recognize a lot of it from the DS games. <laughs> Was Alucard Ugh. in any of the recent DS games? I uh, no. Well, yeah, Dawn of Sorrow. As he was a, in Dawn of Sorrow. Yeah, it's like a guess. I don't think you'd actually play him though. Oh, he's like, yeah, I'm still around. Remember me from Symphony? <clears throat> Yo. Okay. Why don't we, Why don't they have another game with Alucard? What's up with that? They will on the 3DS or PSP two. <laughs> you sure they will? Um, apparently, the uh, the new Lords of Shadow game is also uh, part. Uh, Metroidvania, so you will have the collection and stuff elements in that one, and that's the action one. Did you play that at all? Uh, no, I wanted to. Okay, <laughs> so nobody played the new Castlevania. No. <laughs> all right. Uh, what are you gonna do? Um, not care. <laughs> all right. Well, Lords of Shadow is a—it's a full reboot. It's a 3D Castlevania game. It's not 2D at all. Um, so. They're going to have a, it's going to be snappier. It's going to be a, like a fighting game. The action's fast, pass, fast paced with lots of strategy, not just button mashing. They've got combos, automatic counters, automatic dodge. So, a lot of action elements, right? So, uh, but. Most uh, importantly, most importantly, yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart is one, is one of the main characters in the game. He is? Engage. Yes, yeah, he is. Oh, that's right. As a matter of fact, he does the voiceover for the trailer. Ooh. And Robert Carlyle. Uh, you know the actor? No. He's uh in the new Stargate. 
Um, right, no, don't watch that. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, Robert Carlyle's the main character. All right. So this is the Castlevania that's influenced by Kojima. Which apparently was going to be a remake of the original Castlevania until he came on board. Now it's all more actiony and stuff. Um, so look forward to hope. So hopefully there's going to be more of those elements in there. Um, we're going to have to do some work on these uh, Castlevania games and let you know how many how much RPG elements are in them, and then we'll we'll have to let you guys know in the future. So lots of Castlevania news out of E3 just because they were showing them off. One thing that wasn't being shown off at E3, the Fallout MMO, but apparently some news came out for it anyway. The uh, official teaser website from uh, Interplay, which is not dead, <laughs> came out, and they're showing off uh, the Fallout MMO. They've got a, a little teaser site here, it, along with a uh, sign-up sheet to join the be- uh, the beta. So if you want to join the Fallout Online beta, you can go to fallout-on-line.com. <laughs> Somebody must have owned fallout-online.com. <laughs> So go sign up there and check that out. Um, this is interesting uh, because uh, there was legal legal issues where Bethesda was like, yeah, you guys haven't shown any progress on the Fallout MMO and we'd like the rights back for that or the rights for that as well. But now they're showing progress in theory. So we'll see how well that goes. Anyway, guys, looking forward to a Fallout MMO. Would that get you interested? No. Being done by Interplay. I just wonder how much there would be to do in a wasteland. I want to know what the hell... Interplay knows about making MMOs. <laughs> I, I just wonder. I don't think it would fit with, the, with the, just the very nature of the world. It's like what happened: uh, several million vaults just burst open at the same time, and now everyone's <laughs> flying around. I don't know. I mean, part of the part of the, the 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 atmosphere of that game is that yeah, you are the one from the vault, and and while there are other denizens and whatnot uh, in the world above that you communicate and work with and whatnot. It's still the it's still that feeling that you're kind of sort of alone. You're kind of the only, you know, normal one that's out there in a manner of speaking. Mm-hmm. I could see having a whole bunch of PC, you know, player characters running around and yeah, it would just kind of spoil the atmosphere. Yeah. At that point, why don't we just rebuild the world? Or maybe that's what you'll be working on. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's set later on and you're working on rebuilding the world and the world is slightly more populated. Yeah, maybe that's the whole idea. You know, it's possible. Volts everywhere have sprung open. No, not vaults everywhere. People ju- just started multiplying more, you know? I heard Find radiation a makes PC character and multiply. <laughs> Help rebuild the world. Fallout. Hey, that's fruitful. a tagline. That Fallout colon be fruitful and multiply. Is, that, go, is, that, that, is that the MMO? <laughs> yeah. I, now I'm interested. Keep talking. <laughs> there it is. Be fruitful. Adults only. <laughs> AO rating. AO rating. <laughs> All right, something that will not have an AO rating, Pokemon Black and White. I got some new details revealed in Famitsu this past week. Uh, they Here we go. I'm just going to bullet them off out of the one-up story here. You are now able to upload saved data from the game to the internet. Uploaded data can be accessed by a special website and play on your PC in some as-yet-unspecified way. I think we knew about that. Um, it has a random match mode for Pokemon fighting. Yay. This is very nice because you couldn't just do random battles in the previous games. You get other Wi-Fi functionality, including some sort of lobby feature. Um, let's see. Where's Michael? Did he fall off the call? We're talking about Pokemon. He should care about that. Hello, Michael. Yeah. Oh, there you are. We're talking about Pokemon. You're not talking. I got worried about you. Yeah. My laptop went to sleep. 
All right, so here, so here's the story. Um, you can upload your save data and do stuff on your PC in some way. We don't know how from the new Pokemon Black and White game. Um, there's a random match mode, so you can fight players at random online. You looking forward to that? Um, I don't know. It's kind of the same, really. Well, you couldn't do it now. You can. You can fight. I mean, you can fight online with the DS games. Right, but you have to know someone's friend code, right? Uh, I thought there was. I think well, it, no, yeah. If you fought online, it was just fighting their teams, right? Right. Yeah. So this is like an actual random match where you can fight the overpowered people in person. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah. hopefully, if they're random, they won't be so uh, all crazy. Should be nice if they implemented some more functionality to keep people from hacking their teams. Um, assorted Wi-Fi functionality in the offering. Some sort of lobby feature that lets you get up to eight trainers to get together in a single Pokemon Center. Um, you can now assign menu system shortcuts to the Y button, letting you access individual pages in the Pokedex or whatever with the press of a single button. Um, which I'm confused by because you usually assign like your fishing pole and stuff to the Y button. So I don't know how they're going to handle that. Innate Pokemon abilities such as resistant to sleep or intimidation are now shown on screen during battle whenever they're triggered. Thank you. Man, that was annoying. I have no idea when that <laughs> stuff was kicking in. Just, Pokemon has way too much stuff behind the scenes. Eh. During battle, you can also see what the weather's like at all times on the top screen, making it easier to notice what weather effect will be on any elemental attacks you have in mind. Thank goodness. Um, and, yeah, so it looks like these are better details than we had out of the, the article from, from last week, actually. I said it was this week, but I think this was over a week ago. Uh, and, of course, the markets and the Pokemon Centers are now one stop. So you can buy stuff and then go heal your Pokemon. Isn't that nice? Look for it in next spring over here. All right, that's all I got for, for kind of news tidbits that were outside of E3. Do we want to start? How do we want to tackle E3 itself? Anything else uh, you guys want to start talking about out of E3, what you played there? <laughs> we, we have so, so much, many impressions, right? and it's know. like we, we could spend another two hours just talking about. Oh, I know. There's so much good stuff out of there. All right, so should we should we, we should we break it down one or something? Yeah, should we break like it the down? outsider perspective? Like, what is someone who does who wasn't at the show? What do they want to hear about? Uh, that's tricky because they were probably watching all the press. I, we're asking you know Phil. What? I well, I, I will tell you. I, I would like to hear you all talk about things that I didn't see at the press conference or I didn't get to see a lot of. Like some of the trailers were kind of short, especially the RPGs and stuff. Being that it's RP gamer, but I, w- I would love to hear. Did y'all get to play? You know, some hands-on demos of some of the new RPGs that are coming out. Yeah. Uh, anything in particular you had in mind? How about The Witcher 2? Fin- you looking forward yeah, to that? Yeah, the Witcher, the Witcher 2, Final Fantasy 14. Did they have some of the demos for that? Uh, yeah, both. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, we didn't actually I... get to play The Witcher 2, though, did we? No. No, we got to watch someone play. It was we got still... To, yeah, it's still really early. Alpha. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff wasn't set yet. Um, but they had a lot of the story in place, and it looks good and looked interesting. Um, the combat system looked like crap to me, though. What did you think, Mike? That was pretty much my impression. I thought they were like, we're trying to make it, you know, less complex, but still exciting. You know, it's like, you know, it looks like you're kind of jumping around like a moron. So, you know, I'm not really sure what you're trying to show me here, but you did knock some people down with a sword. So I guess I can't complain. Um, yeah, because they're trying to make it more action based, right? Or something like that. Well, they were, they were, what was frustrating was Gasalt is basically locked into these combos. So if you do a strong one, you're in a strong combo and that may take too long and then you take damage. People complained about that a lot. And then they had, well, if you do the short one, you're not doing enough damage, but you're, you know, more mobile. And they kind of wanted to mix that up so you could mix strong and quick attacks and still create a combo system that you could pull out of. Mm-hmm. 
And I was just like, yeah, that's a really great idea, except that I'm pretty much going to be pounding short unless you have a really good reason for me to use not to. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they finally got to the boss battle and they showed how, you know, you had to use traps and stuff and actually mix your combos and your magic together, that's when I thought it started coming alive. Yeah. But when he was killing random crap, I was like, I don't care. Yeah, it, it just looked like button mashing for most of the fights until the boss fight. Then you had to think and use strategy and all that stuff. And that was that was good looking. Uh, so it's sounding more like an, an an action game than before. I mean, before it was still about it was definitely about kind of clicking the buttons and stuff. But is this more of a is this more of a move in that Yeah, there direction? was no timing based attacks that I could see, like mm. the first one had. Right? Yeah. Right. Not that I really saw. I mean, more of the timing was like placing a trap in place and having it hit. But uh-huh. I didn't really see like you had to do, you know, one, two, three in exact procession and how you're supposed to do it in the first one. And I, and I don't know if that's just maybe that's what they're looking for. They think it will appeal better to people on the console since this will be, you know, a console release as well as PC. But I don't know. Uh, yeah. They, did, they um, did give us a leather mouse pad. Yes, it smells nice. kind of weird. <laughs> it's like a leather mouse pad, like. Okay. <laughs> okay. What about what about Final Fantasy the heroes the four heroes? I saw I saw that briefly on the screen during the Nintendo. I think it was Final Fantasy what? hat collection. Yeah, I don't think like anyone came away from that. Four heroes of light or something. Yeah, I don't think anyone really came away from that one positive. I think the best you can no, say I from did. everyone who played it. I, I was going to say the best anyone could say from play was like, yeah, it's cool. That's uh, okay. I tell you, I do like the sound of the music. Because they're going for kind of a retro 8-bit feel on the music. And I did appreciate that um, when it was playing in the theater. It was the only time I could hear the music. Um, but the mm-hmm. game itself looked really simplified and really easy. And I'm really yeah, worried even, about keeping my interest because of that. Yeah, Michael, even your positive praise sounds sort of... Uh, doesn't sound as positive as you think it does. Yeah. What did you call well, no, it? My it was second a, RPG? My second well, yeah. RPG. Because my Mystic Quest was my <laughs> first Mystic RPG. Quest was my first Final Fantasy. This so this be must my be second. my second. Or my right. other Final Fantasy. But it's just one of those things where, like, you know, it doesn't have to be complex. Maybe we're getting too far along. And I thought, like, when you were getting into, like, how Final Fantasy XII was, the the whole Gambit system and dealing with um, multiple characters doing multiple things all the time, and maybe you need to take a step back and have a fun little RPG where you're just like, you know, the simple stuff, attack, do this, have your classes. And then they start explaining the classes. You're like, well, this might not actually be as simple as it sounds. You know, usually when you get a demo... At E3, it's like you have an overpowered character and you're doing the, uh, you know, you're doing major damage and you have all these advanced abilities. And in this one, it was pretty much I had cure, I had fire, and I had to beat things with a stick. So, you know, it was very early in the game and it gave a different impression. And then when I started talking to the guy and he's like, oh, yeah, they expand and do this and that and you assign all these things. I'm like, oh, this could actually get rather complex. So that made me more interested. Hmm. And the writing is funny. The writing is great. Well, um, speaking of DS or whatnot, I, I know one thing that we kind of joked about for the whole last year, Golden with the Golden Sun, where we had that two seconds of them walking on the bridge. Did we get to see? Did y'all get to see more yeah, of this? Time? We have twenty minutes. <laughs> we have twenty minutes of Golden Sun videos that'll be uploaded to YouTube later today. So we've nice. got the full walkthrough. There's an entire puzzle demo and there's an entire battle demo. So you get to see everything that we saw um, outside of the areas that are blocked by michael's hand but other than that you'll see the whole Old thing burn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it feels like olden sun right mike uh yeah it does i i did like i did exactly like, like uh, it's just better graphics <laughs> better graphics and um you know it's a different story now you don't have isaac and everyone you've, you've moved on Yeah, it's 30 years later or something right 
Right. So I'm kind of uh, interested to see how they story. The, the basic tidbits they were giving me in one of the demos was interesting, but it was also like, wow, we're also completely throwing out everything except for Dijin. For the <laughs> it's just like, uh, 30 years ago, something really bad happened, and now the world has completely changed. And I'm like, really? Did, did you get to explore the town at all at the end of the demo? Yeah. So yeah, it seems were... like a lot of people were referencing the previous heroes and the previous adventures. Mm-hmm. They did, and they mentioned the... Well, I think they did the call it like, just the Golden Sun, yeah. and that's what happened. And people are you know, saying how completely changed the world. And so right. it was intriguing. So if anything, in this game, you'll be dealing with the consequences of what happened in the first two. Um, Which seems m- so nice. Probably, yeah. But I have a feeling that it's kind of like they're setting the stage, but they're going to have an all-new story that you're going to get wrapped up in, and you're not going to worry too much about the old one. Which is probably for the best. I mean, The Last of Golden Sun came out seven years ago. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, is there anything we can say about that? that yes, there is. It's already? full, full disclosed beta. I mean, yeah. All right. um, they had the biggest complaint. Uh, I mean, we have an interview, and that, that discusses a lot what we would say. Yeah, and that's up on uh, the site right now. Go check it out. Uh, Tanaka gave us a nice interview there. Yeah, the biggest thing was they've completely revamped the battle system. Um, it used to be a slow, methodical, let's press one, let's press two, let's wait for the charge bars. And, oh, look, I attacked. Great. Let's do something else. And that was literally like one, two, switch to TP mode, do this, do a couple. And that was a cool thing. The TP modes were not locked in like do one and then that's it. If you built up like 2,500 TP, you can do a couple of them. So it really allows for some interesting combos. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did, it was so much faster. The interface was was uh, much refined. They fixed the menu system, so it wasn't always this laggy thing popping up. Uh, very impressed with how far they went in a few, sh- really a few short weeks. Um, I'm looking forward to the beta. I think it starts next month sometime. And uh, they also had the full character creator, so now you can finally manipulate everything. And while it's not what we saw in Ion with the uh, let's manipulate every last feature of their body, it still gives a nice mix and definitely more than you saw in Final Fantasy XI. Hmm. Yeah, I would hope it'd be more than you had in Final Fantasy XI. Um, yeah, can you mix no and match like hair with your face and stuff like that? You mix and match hair with your face and... and you also get a secondary hair color. Okay. Um, the Makote and Lalafell also have secondary eye colors. Okay. Um, the the best way to do it is just they released a video about a week ago okay. on the character creator and it shows pretty much all the options that we had that for that demo, so there's no need to record another one. Okay, and uh, we'll have some footage of the one of the guild leave quests that uh, you could do in that demo. We'll have that going up soon. Mm-hmm. I I read the interview and looked at a couple of other things. I'm still a little confused as this whole guild thing with the stained glass cards or whatever they were. What exactly is that? It's a quest. Those are your quest markers. It's just a quest. You go to an NPC, you pick up a guild leaf, and they're like, all right, you need to go out to the uh, Erythite. I don't even know how to say it. It doesn't matter. Anyway, they just gave you, you a go job. This you go do it. Yeah, go kill they four of these things the and two of these things, and you come back and get your reward. Right. The nice thing about that is if I'm going by myself, I pick kind of an easy mode. Yeah. Let's say I'm going out with 14 of my closest friends. Then I'm going to pick like the hardest mode there is and get better rewards. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's split up between. So you don't, you don't really get penalized for playing with your friends, but you don't really, if you just want to do it solo, you can also do that. And, and I like the granularity because it's like you could really choose like I've got four people. We can do it just a little bit harder. Oh, we've got yeah. five people. We can do it really hard. 
or we've yeah. got two people. That's a little better than nor- normal. Yeah. There, are, there are five stages, and they pretty much mention how many people you should have for each level of your one, quest. One, two, three, four, or five. <laughs> no, 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 because it's more like one for the easy one, two to three for the second one, four to six for the third one. Uh, well, they seven were using to things ten. like party and legion and uh, all these terms. Yeah, I don't know. And I think I think. I think party is up to six, and and then beyond that, it's some terminology I don't understand yet. Oh, okay. So I can never get more than six people in a party. Well, that's all they really showed, and that's I I can't imagine that's much of the gameplay. It's not really the majority of the gameplay of fourteen, so it's kind of a weird demo, just showing one one aspect of it. But well, on one side you had three people working together to do the guild leaves, and then the other side you just had three people wandering around killing stuff. So right, but it's weird to have a. Uh... Oh, okay. It's just weird to have a demo of an MMO just showing you a quest. Usually you want to show, okay, here's how you do a quest, here's how you do uh, go and sell and buy stuff in town, all right, here's some crafting. You usually want to give a more full experience, and they didn't choose to do that. I thought that was interesting. Not for a 25-minute demo. Yeah. Or you spend 10 minutes making a character you're not keeping. Well, I think it's indicative of the fact that the quests here are still going to be a pain in the ass and really long. No, they weren't that long. They're timed. All right. Well, There's a timer on the quest. Oh, right. You have 30 minutes, and if you're not done, you lose. Go away. So, and you're most done, of the quests... You're done, I, you have to quit the game, play something else? Most of the time that... No, you have to quit the quest and try it again. Yeah. But most of the time that I did it, I did it with like 10 or more minutes to spare. So it wasn't like they were hard quests. You just had to find the thing, look at the map, do it, you know, work together if you have a party. Or split up. I mean, that was one thing we did once was uh, we had six of us, so we went in parties of three and just took care of it. So there's a lot of options. All right. Just like how there's a lot of options of mini games to play in Poke Park on the Wii. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you see that thing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that at all, Phil, but uh, there's a mm-hmm. new Pokemon game coming out on the Wii, and it's all based on the Poke Park out of the last set of games, and it's all mini games and run around and oh. adventure with Pokemon and, and solve problems what? by playing mini games and that sort of stuff. I mean, was there any indication that we're going to get a real Pokemon nope. game on the Wii? No. Jeez. Probably not. And they gave uh, me a nice picture from the game. <laughs> yeah. It's very cute. No, what was cute was the little horse from Natsume. <laughs> Here it is for the live stream viewers. RPGamer.com slash live every week if you want to watch the live stream, by the way. But, uh, yeah, so here you can see what we got from Natsume. And... Uh, we played a, a number of their games. You guys care at all about the Rune Factory or Harvest Moon yes. games or Lufia? Well, I know you do. I'm wondering about like oh. Phil or Man. Uh, anyone else? I'll find all you. You care about everything. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> um, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, we 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 do play um, Rune Factory every once in a while. Got it on the Wii. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a cute game. It's solid. Yeah, I, I think we covered most of it in the wrap up videos that we've got up on YouTube, so you can probably see it there. But uh, um, basically, I think the interesting thing out in Natsume is Lufia 2, right, Michael? And um, kind of what's going on with that. Yeah, I would say it was the most interesting one to discuss, definitely. Mm-hmm. And are, are you thinking they're doing it right or wrong? Because they're kind of doing it totally different direction than Lufia 2 used to be, right? Well, you know, we, we, we talked with Graham about this a bit, and I think the biggest thing was... It's done by the people who did Lufia. That's not like they farmed it off and someone said, oh, let's just turn this into an action game because that's what we do best. Mm-hmm. You know, and for better or for worse, this is what they envisioned Lufia to become. And, you know, if they rebalance everything and everything, I just, 
Is it Lufia still? I, I guess. Know. Seems like you a different game, to, right? What made Lufia Lufia? Was it the stories? Was it the characters? Or was it the fact that you got to click attack a lot? You know? I think the click story... Click attack a lot? <laughs> I think the story will eventually shine through again. And that's going to be the uh, the key component. And that's what will decide if it's Lufia or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did you think uh, um, of... Yeah. Well, I want uh, not to move on past Luffy as exciting as Luffy can be. Um, I was also really curious about y'all's impressions of Valkyria Chronicles because I played that to death on the PS3. And when I first heard it was coming out on the PSP, uh, I probably share a lot of people's concerns in the fact that it's being shrunk down. I mean, one of the big draws of that game was just the fantastic art concept. So, you know, and the fact that it was using the high-definition graphics and whatnot, how did that translate when you were actually I looking can, at it on PSP? Yeah, I can answer that for you. It's, um, it just places exactly – well, it was – the demo we had played was limited. I think a lot of the Sega demos we played were limited. Um, it was just straight-up up, straight battle. There was no real – and nothing to really show you about the story or anything like that. It's sort of just jump in, move your tank around, move your troops around, kill some people. The biggest, I mean, if you played Valkyria Chronicles 1, you're getting the exact same thing just on the PSP. And on that tiny screen, it looks just as good. I mean, mm. relatively speaking, it looks fine. I'm not going to say you get the same thing. I think they refined a few things. I didn't see, like, uh, the major chapter books, which were one of the big complaints. They seemed like they were trying to tell more of the story in the game. Um, they, also added a second, they also added, added a secondary map. So there was now more like, now they have the transition point. So it's not just go straight across the map, march, march, march. Oh, I was want. about to say that. Yeah, it seems more like to... limitation of the hardware, though, honestly. I think it was more of a, a gameplay focal point. Because it was like, I think sometimes you give it the big map, you're just like, well, I'll just wander over wherever. And now it's more like, I need to conquer this than conquer that. And in the old one, you could just skip the camps. I mean, if some scout appeared behind you, they just ran into your tank or something. The maps anyway. were smaller, though. Yeah, they were smaller. They were smaller. But it could be because it was a demo. It's hard to tell. That's yeah, I mean, it was just—it was a very awkward demo. Just sort of just, th- yep, the game works. It feels fine. I mean, that's what the demo felt like. Even Yakuza Four felt the same way. Yeah, yeah the combat works. Here, let me sample the other three characters. Okay, cool. They play a little differently from Kazuma. That's it. Yeah, I played um, I played uh the Yakuza Four demo as well, and I had the same impression. I was like, wow, this is just a beat 'em up, and with different finishing moves, and all the finishing moves were different. So, so it's funny. I mean, I'm sure they'll be they'll release a demo on PSN or something that'll give you a sample of the story, give you a sample. But basically, if don't be worried, Phil. If you like the first Valkyrie Chronicles, there's no reason to think, based on what we saw, that you won't like this one just as, at least nearly as much. I'm not gonna say equal, but it, you'll probably like it. From the mm-hmm. from Yakuza Four, you mean? Oh, I'm in uh, Valkyria. You guys keep jumping games on me. <laughs> um, well, because they're all at Sega. Uh, as the trailer was, uh, I, oh sorry, the trailer what? The trailer I saw for Valkyria Chronicles Two. I mean, they're, they're definitely. It's not just like we're remaking the same story. They want to expand on the Valkyria and all that, and I thought that was more interesting. But you know, it's yet again. I'm trying to figure out how close to another World War Two knockoff we're going to make here. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea about the story from that demo. That's for sure. Yep. Other so, than you're well, playing a different character. Well, yeah, there was the trailer though. Where? I didn't see the trailer. Um, it was playing off to the <clears throat> oh, on the big the screen. They had a nice big screen. Yeah, they did. So if you waited around for the Vector Connors two trailer, 
So uh, Fantasy Star Portable 2 looked uh, positive, too. Um, no way. What? I don't know what you're looking Fantasy for. Fantasy Star game? Positive? Never. Why? You didn't, you didn't like the old ones? I mean, it has online now, so that should be everything you want, right? Isn't that the it, only I, thing that the other PSP ones have been missing? You just can't play with your friends? No. What? What I want is not another Fantasy Star Online knockoff. I want Fantasy Star 5. Yes, oh, that well, would this be is nice. A, this, is, this is more like online, then. Yeah. Oh, well, to be saying, more like Universe. For the 14th time. <laughs> well, Universe. Play, yeah. I didn't play Universe, so I don't know. But This is more like Universe. Online is much better than Universe ever was. All right, well, yeah. whatever. I never played it's gone online. Downhill since all I know online. is you run around in a dungeon, you shoot stuff, you pick up loot. And I, fi- I figured they were all the same. They are. That's the problem. Is we, we uh, but, seen... but online has a better aesthetic and just a better story and just a better feel. Oh, it had okay. a story. Universe just got this. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, for example, there were 47 hair types in this game because you let you make a character. Every single one was hideous. Probably more hideous than the last. It's like even, even just making a character in these games isn't fun. They're all awkward and their clothes are neon. It's ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought neon clothes were part of the fantasy star aesthetic. Yeah, that I would say. Fantasy Star Online. Fantasy Star Online has, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I tried the demo on PC way back when for Fantasy Star Online, and it seemed oh. really boring. Like Blue Burst Gulp. was like the shadow of what it should have been. But you have to remember, man. This is part of the, like that sort of that Dreamcast Lightning. It struck in a very it struck once at a very specific kind of time period and place, and it all made a lot of sense and it was great. But then, now, but you know that that era is long gone. Oh, all right. So that means all those old games that were good then suck now. Hey, Sonic Adventure was pretty awesome when it came out. Crazy Taxi, baby. Yeah, I was playing through Sonic Adventure. At, we were playing the Dreamcast games. You were playing so- uh, Crazy Taxi. I was playing Sonic Adventure. And man, that game's buggy. Sonic Adventure is like, I'm, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. glitching over to places I shouldn't be. I'm on the path. And I'm off the path. I keep falling off even though I should just be going straight. It's just things are weird. It, they didn't fix anything. Except the Sonic's model itself was higher res. So that's, that's like <laughs> all they did. Sonic was high res. <laughs> I need to check because I, I seriously, I'm just, as soon as, if it's out now, I'll buy it. If it's not, I crazy will. Taxi. Out, I'm buying yeah. Crazy Taxi. Crazy uh, Taxi. We did uh, we did talk to them about the Dreamcast releases to figure out whether or not there's going to be a chance <clears throat> that they'd release some of these popular RPGs we want, like Skies of Arcadia or Shenmue, stuff like that. And it sounds like uh-huh. no. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> this, this is awkward because we were done and we're just talking to each other and this guy comes over and says oh so what'd you think we're like blah 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 and he's like oh well, what games would you like us to you know bring over to and we well first one I think you said was Shenmue and he's like yeah we're not doing that now the first one okay, said was on. actually a Saturn game I was way off Oh yeah, the first. You know, I was trying to ignore that, but yeah. you know. And then I, I was like, "Well, yeah, this guy's Arcadia, but you did it. For, it was already for the GameCube." He was like, "Yeah, we're not doing that either." It's like, what? <laughs> Just like first right, so, like no. <laughs> so two of the most beloved and highly rated games for the Dreamcast. No. Do you know why? They, because they have to localize them for Europe. Yep. The Xbox would require them to localize it to other languages besides English, and they don't want to take the time to do that. Fine, just PSN then. Just really PSN. Much, uh, I don't text. know that these are going anywhere other than Xbox Live. Yeah, I think Sega's done this kind of. Uh, yeah, I think exclusive it's exclusive. Deal. Which is odd because Sega had, I thought, an exclusive deal with um, Nintendo for their WiiWare, but. Or Virtual Console. Yeah, but probably not for Dreamcast. Nope, because that wasn't one of the original 
agreed um, systems. Probably need more power for Dreamcast anyway. Uh, Jumasuna and I were talking about why we'll never see a Saturn um, a Saturn release. there's no good emulators. Yeah, because the hardware is so wonky. Yeah, it's, no one yeah, it's, it's, it's too hard to emulate, so we won't see that. Uh, you do see it for some Saturn games. Some Saturn games, depending on how they're programmed, can emulate. And other ones, yeah, but the good so ones, easy. Panzer Dragoon and uh, Dragon Force, forget it. The the Panzer Dragoon one and two they can do. It's one Saga. Saga doesn't go. Panzer Dragoon, oh, right, Panzer right, right, Dragoon right. Sway. I yeah. right. I like the actual those. Panzer Dragoon games. Remember <laughs> the those? The ones that aren't the, the ones that aren't the RPG. <laughs> <laughs> the ones I don't play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. That's why I try to get away with that. And everybody's like, "No, no, they're shooters first. And I'm like, "Right, right." I remember. I'm just tired. Anyway, <sighs> it'd be nice if they did put out a good Saturn emulator that worked well. You'd think Sega would kind of know how to do that since they made the hardware. Mm-hmm. But some are, no, some hardware is just hard to emulate without bugs. Without what? Bugs. No oh, bugs. Oh. You know bugs. You mean like most games? Yeah. Hmm. Yep, I do. Oh. Maybe we'll get there. Uh, no, that's a kid shouting in the background. Yeah, can hear I thought it was a cat. Uh, that's on, it's coming from your mic. I think it was a cat. Oh. Someone should so, pet it then. <laughs> go out and shoot the cat. Um, shoot so the cat. Do you, were there, now, were there, let's say, other games that maybe we don't normally cover on RP Gamer that, that y'all really got hands on that were really fascinated Donkey with? Kong Country. <laughs> was that what now one of the things one of the things that I liked with the new Super Mario Brothers Wii was that it took the classic formula but really really tightened it up to a fine edge and the gameplay was just tight it was it was a bit tougher but it was absolutely tight the entire way is that what they've done with Donkey Kong Country if they tighten that up and made it a a tougher yet more fun experience no it feels just as easy as before Okay. <laughs> uh, I played a minecart level it felt just like a minecart level in Donkey Kong Country and honestly it's been long enough that I uh that's what I wanted so I'm very excited about it. It's another Donkey Kong Country game, and don't expect more than that from it. Uh, the co-op works better. They've cleaned up the co-op, and as long as one of you is alive, you're going to get through that level, no problem. Um, uh-huh. To get back into it, uh, all you got to do is press the one button and shake your Wiimote, and you'll you'll come back in a barrel and drift towards the other person, kind of like Super Mario Brothers Wii. Uh-huh. So they've kind of taken some of those multiplayer elements from it and integrated it in there, and uh, it, it felt really good. So I, I, I'm excited about it. it. And it looks better than the graphics on the SNES, but not so improved that it doesn't remind you of them anymore. So uh. they found a good, they found it pretty much as far as they could go with that, I think. Because <laughs> if you, if you start I'm- making it too realistic, it no longer makes you think of Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, and I remember the humor in that game too. It's just pretty funny at times, especially talking like Grandpa and whatever his name was. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty funny. I I played that back in the day too. I remember when it first came. Yeah, when it first came out, those those graphics. I mean, it's kind of. I think was that developed by Rare? Yeah, it reminded me. Yeah, of, this one is yeah. being done by Retro though. This is what the people who are making Retro, Metroid Prime. This is what they're doing now. They're making Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Um, and uh, there's so many secrets in that game. So it's just going to be like the originals where you're rewarded from looking over every edge, nook, and cranny. Sweet. I saw the I saw during the videos, I was uh, during the conference when they were showing it and the part where the barrels, where you're inside the barrels and you're shooting from one barrel to the next, that mm-hmm. just brought back such memories. <laughs> yeah, now you can go shoot to the back of the screen and back to the front of the screen. So it's like got some depth to it now. 
Nice. No glasses um, required. What else? Hmm. What else jumped out at you that wasn't necessarily an RPG? From sure. Mission Evolved. That our audience mm-hmm. might care about. Yeah. Now that's the front mission game that's more like a shooter game than yep. the normal uh, tactical third person. They're like a third person sh- action shooter. Action. Yeah. yeah. It played it played decently well. I mean, uh, I saw I played the whole thing in 3D, which was interesting. I got the story cinematic, which sort of you know they're dropping all those big names. If you remember, Dayblavionix, Oceana Community Union, OCU. I mean, all that stuff. They were dropping all those names. And the story seems uh, – so far from when I saw the story, sort of uh, my dad's dead or I have to find my dad, time to avenge my dad or something really going on with the mystery. Some civilian pulled into a military conflict, that kind of thing, you know, the usual thing you would expect. But it hits all those notes if you're sort of starving for like a from mission experience and it controls decently enough. I wouldn't recommend getting the PS3 version. That version, I tried that one and it played absolutely horribly. I think it's just because the sticks are too close. For that kind of a game where you're – because there's no auto-lock whatsoever. So you're constantly trying to fine name everything. So I figure you're probably better off with the 360 on this one. And I'll probably pick it up. I mean I'll wait until there's a price drop. I don't think it's like a $60 kind of game. But when it's like 30 or 40 I'll definitely get it. Yeah, I, I found it pretty awkward. I was playing on the Xbox version and it's like it just didn't feel good to me. Uh, it felt – but let me say, it felt better in the PS3 version. I think I got used to it pretty quickly because I played the deathmatch first. And I actually okay. was doing pretty well and I killed a lot of people in deathmatch. Mm. So then by, when I went to story mode, it, it felt fine. I, it, a game with controls like that I think would be more fun in an arcade on some sort of customized controller. That was the feeling I got from it. But. Well, that's what I'm saying. Pick it up on the cheap. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll scratch that itch in 10 to 12 hours. Oh, and the customization is just as like you expect. It plays just like From Mission 3 or From Mission 4. It's pretty great. You can change the decals, logos, three different color schemes. You can have preset loadouts that you can set up for yourself. And all of those loadouts carry into the multiplayer. So in the multiplayer, they had five stations set up, and each one had a different loadout. And you could see people were having different levels of effectiveness based on what they were doing. So I was lucky. I had like the mid-range attack with missiles, a shotgun, and a, and a fist, and I was... was Kicking ass all over the place. So yeah, if you want if you want to make mechs, you want to customize mechs, and you want some more of that uh, front mission universe and some more of that front mission storytelling, it seems like it's worth it. All right. Um, have y'all played Armored Core? I mean, how does it compare to that kind of fast? Is it fast like Armored Core as far as the actual gameplay is, or is it a little more deliberate like maybe Mech Warrior? It's fast. It's very fast. There's a boost button that lets you roll, and I'm almost constantly using it. So, like, make closing distance pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Cool. What else? Any other games that weren't RPGs that jumped out at you guys? I think there's a couple that were RPGs that we didn't talk about that we should probably mention. Deus Ex 3, for one. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I'm did y'all actually get to do some of the gameplay? I saw the, <clears throat> saw the trailers briefly on the show, but did y'all actually get to do some gameplay? We, we got, got to eyes do a on. thirty minute demo watching someone else play. So. Ah. <laughs> well what what's new out of Deus Ex that people should look forward to that wasn't in the first couple? Ooh, that's that's hard. It seemed Anything? to more like they were just kind of bring it not to like to the next level, but you know, they were trying to bring it back. But um so I do it's get just the feeling high res Deus Ex? They're trying to work more on a story. Okay. Um 
You know, the, since they weren't taking questions, uh, we didn't get to ask like oh, what's different. But um, it just see, I'm, I'm not. I'm trying to remember the first one, but it's not coming up because my brain doesn't work. What about uh, Manny? You played them, right? Nope, I haven't played any of them. Oh, but I will okay. tell you. But I think we can tell you what we liked from what we saw. All right, what'd you like? Sure. Uh, Michael, you want to hit this first? Because I or did you fall? Were you the one who fell asleep in this video presentation? That's okay. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep like I was sitting there snoring. But there were a couple times where, like, what I had three hours sleep the night before. <clears throat> At any time, because you're just like you're going, you're going, you're going. You finally get to sit down. It's a dark room. They're showing a demo. And not only that, it was a couch. It was a it was a really heavily padded couch. Right. So I sit there and I was like, it must have take. Uh, you know, any quiet time, and then like, then you know, then a loud shot, and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm up. All I'm right. Up. Well, people I'm... don't want to hear about you sleeping. What What about the game? <laughs> um, I liked it that it wasn't to me just a no, no. Let's run in and kill everyone. Let's use our abilities. Let's sneak around. I'm mean, sure it's more like a Metal Gear Solid feel to it. But they were also very emphasis on this is what we're doing. You could very well just go in and start killing people and do whatever you want. You know, you get an entirely different uh, experience from it. So that intrigued me because, you know, that's always some kind of thing. It's like, well, I'm not very good at stealth, so maybe I should have just barged through the front door with all my powers and see what happens, you know. Um, but the way they were showing it, <clears throat> it looked pretty good, just uh, how you got to use your abilities and everything. And it was very quick. I didn't feel like they had to go through all these menus to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, In a lot of ways, I felt like if you like Mass Effect, you're going to absolutely love this game. Oh, good. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I was just, yeah. It's basically that same kind of style of Mass Effect, but with more freedom in how you tackle. Like, it seems like in Mass Effect, the freedom in dealing with people was in the dialogue choices, right? But here, what you do in the world, the freedom comes in. Do you sneak in? Do you break in? Do you bust down the wall? Do you kill everybody? Do you buy your way in? Do you negotiate your way in? Do you talk to Do you talk to NPCs on the world to get clues? I mean, it just seems like a lot more openness and freedom in what you're doing at the same time. But then again, it still has that kind of cool shootery elements from, from mass effect. But of course you're all by yourself. All right. Yeah. What about, uh, the other one you saw behind the closed door, the sayer was a uh, dungeon siege three. Now this is the one that really excited me because I did play the original dungeon siege. I actually remember it because it was, it's pretty much straightforward. You know what? Here's a quest. Why don't you go kill some stuff? You know what? We need some leather. Go kill some. You know, it was just like, go do weak stuff. Go do weak like, stuff. I was like, well, you know, <clears throat> there's no real story. Your, your whole point is to make yourself big and strong and then win the game and be happy. And I was like, well, that's, uh, that's great. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of got bored and I never played Dungeon Siege 2 because it's kind of the same thing. I was like, well, whatever. You know, if I really didn't need a story, then why am I spending hours playing this game? So Obsidian Society. They liked the way Dungeon Siege was played. They liked a lot of the mechanics. What they really wanted to add was a really good story with the dialogue trees and all that. And um, multiplayer. All right. So now they're like, well, you know, you're going to get this companion. Uh, let's say your buddy's hanging out with you and he wants to come in and play. So you're playing for a while, uh, but then he has to go. And you're like, well, usually what happens is you're playing a two-player game and... Your friend has to go, so you're done. You have to, you know, save and come back out and restart and everything. And he's like, no, he just turns off the controller and walks away, and the AI picks it right back up, and you can just keep right on going. 
So you don't have to worry about this character isn't leveled the same or whatever. You know, there's nothing really complex about it. You just want to play together. You play together. If you don't, you don't. It really was, you know, that quick. Hmm. All right. So, you know, and they showed off a lot of moves, like, you know, their their new engine that they've been working on. So it showed all the neat little physics that obviously didn't exist back in Dungeon Siege and the dynamic lighting. And it just it looked really good. It played, like, really smooth. You know, I wanted to pick up and play it right there, but, you know, it's only a demo. Mm-hmm. And... uh I'm I'm excited. This this may be game of the show for me. Excellent. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, what what were some of the other exciting games for people then? I mean, what what are you most excited about? Mm, I was trying to think. My three picks are probably um, uh, well, Dungeon Siege three, obviously, and then Dragon Quest nine because it is. Yep. And um, the third one was hard. It was like there were so many like good games, but not anything else that really jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was kind of excited to see The Witcher 2, but as you said, it wasn't perfect. Right. And it wasn't uh, there. There was also... Um, <clears throat> Wait, how did you guys uh, feel about East? East looks fun. Um, I thought, I, I really liked how East 3 was playing, and yeah. that was the one I got to play. But I mean, none um, of them, I wouldn't say it was the, one of the top games of the show, though. No. no I mean, just as well, it's the game we, we glossed over. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there were three of them. We had half an hour. We didn't, you know, there's nothing really in depth we got to see. We got to see they're still coming, and I'm sure we'll get better impressions later. Yeah, one and two are like, you know, the first, they're kind of very similar to the original releases, but better graphics, and you're still not using a battle system. You know, you're just kind of running into stuff. Um, number three was really changed from its original form, and um, that's the one where you, you were jumping around and it was all action RPG, right? And doing attacks in the mm-hmm. middle of the air, right? Yeah, and then uh, number seven felt like, like more a modern action RPG where it was like uh, you had a few characters on the screen, and I was flying around trying to not get chopped up by these blades. <laughs> doing a very I bad was doing job. A very bad job of it too. Um, yeah, so uh, um, E seven looked to me the most interesting out of those three, but E three was also very interesting. I figured it could turn something really good. Um, I just didn't like that you were alone. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, whereas yeah. with seven, you had a party and you could switch between the members of the party. So I like that. Yeah, that was definitely. I mean, I thought that was one of the advantages of seven. Definitely, was the multi-character uh, aspect. Mm-hmm. So that was a good thing about seven. Um, and then you have East one and two, where it's like, well, I'm me, and I'm going to run into stuff. I'm like, <laughs> that looks great. Feels a bit too old school for me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would kind of like. Well, that's a good game if it was like ten hours long, but I don't remember how long East one and two are. So. Pretty sure ten hours. You know what we didn't talk about? Uh Lord of the Rings. Oh, well, sure. We finally got a chance to play the <laughs> game that you've been doing work on at your job. And uh yeah. well we didn't get a chance to play it actually. They bumped us. We had a slot reserved and they said, Yeah, no, there's uh, some E three judges who want to come through and play it again. It's like really? That's that's very nice and polite of you. So they bumped us, so we didn't get to actually play it. We just got to sit through a theater demo of it. And uh, it was interesting. Um, it, it's a multiplayer action RPG. Uh, actually, I assume it's RPG. They didn't show any of the RPG elements. It is. It. Yeah. It but, is classified as a. Uh, I know, a but they didn't, they didn't demo. Action. They didn't demonstrate any of those aspects of it. So all I saw it was as an action game, and you're playing co-op with two of your friends, so three of you together teaming up. Um, um, they had like a, a melee guy, they an archer guy, and a, 
Yeah, I know. That's not that's not an RPG aspect. Dialogue is in every game. Um, okay. <laughs> you even got a war as dialogue. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> mm. <laughs> the uh, uh, the uh, it's it, it kicked off with uh, you kind of being spirited in there with some eagles and uh and that was cool and all and then the eagle talked to you and then you went and fought some stuff so that was kind of neat yeah, yeah uh, bellaram is going to be your uh one of your companions yeah so that's nice you have a big ass eagle talking to you um and he's got an english accent he's very well mm-hmm. spoken for a bird um <laughs> okay <laughs> he is what do you want and then you I, to... I i guess i never actually and apparently you're going to search out one of gandalf's friends like radagast it, who apparently is like the hippie version of gandalf so they were going off searching for that and they showed some combat and the big boss fight and all this sort of stuff but uh beyond that I, you know so the combat looks looks solid enough and it looked like you needed to work together with your teammates and looks like if you got some people together and since this is all on xbox live and stuff you can um you can actually do that it's not like on the wii <laughs> you get, get together and take down some stuff and it'll be a fun experience where you can move through a story together and uh i i have to say i'm looking forward to being able to do that because we don't get enough of that in rpg like games mm-hmm. the eagle had an english accent miss chatroom person Alright. So uh the uh the other thing I noticed though is over at Bethesda's booth they had a similar game called Hunted. It's a co op action game mm-hmm. with RPG with very strong RPG elements. It may not be as much of an RPG as uh as Lord of the Rings, but it uh, definitely qualifies enough for us to cover it from what we know so far. We'll have to see as we learn more. But that one we played together, Mike, right? What did you think yes, about that? We did. Uh, I thought that was a lot of fun until I had to play the guy, and then it wasn't so much fun. <laughs> yeah, his controls were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt so slow and mashy, and I would notice, like, his... It could still be early, but I just noticed there wasn't much impact when you hit something. I didn't know really how much damage I was doing, and I didn't see much of a reason for him to ever go into cover. Right. And that was my biggest thing, was when I was playing the girl Archer, I got to, you know, use my ice arrows. I got to do things, you know, I was more a positional player. And when I got to switch to the guy, I was like, smash things now? You shield. Shield no suck. Okay, smash, smash. It's like, whatever, I'm just going to die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, it was a very limited experience when you played with the guy, and I thought yeah. the girl was much more refined. Totally agree. And um, I, I think uh, the game needs some cleanup, and it didn't look as nice as where the North did. Um, so we'll have to see where that goes. But uh, that's what the Bethesda's working on, along with Fallout New Vegas, which, which looked like Fallout. Oh, look, more. Yeah, and that was the thing that kind of threw me off, is they were like, well, Obsidian's doing all the blah, 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 and I'm like, I'm playing Fallout in Vegas. I guess I could play cards and go see a show, but yeah, why don't you just get me to the combat, because I really, you know, this isn't going to this isn't gonna spark anything here. Mm-hmm. Wait, what do you mean? Just go, do you just want them to show you the combat in the demo? I wanted to see if there was anything different, or it really was just Fallout, and I was pretty much well. Oh, there's now companions. Get, now you get companions and factions, but other than that, it was it was. Oh, there's know. a lot different. I can tell you right now. The companion wheel. Did you try that out? Yeah, I did. I That's talked to like one of the guys, bit. and yeah, like I said, the companions are new. Well, you make it say companions. We always had you had companions in the first game, but you did had you? the. It was I never much found any companions system. in Fallout Three. I must not have played it enough. Really, didn't get dog meat or any of the other people. No, not really. And also what's new is the fact that different weapons do different things. Like um, some enemies would just be resistant to 
light machine guns just because it'll, they have too much armor and it'll bounce off of them. So it's, there's a constant need to use different weapons for kinds of different enemies as opposed to in the first game where you found the weapon you liked and you sort of stuck with that throughout the entire game. Now there's actually a reason to switch between weapons based on the enemies you're fighting. Mm, okay. okay. So really not adding all that much. I Great. think that adds a lot. Not to, don't forget the hardcore mode. For those oh, people who want really? to <laughs> the hardcore mode. I think that there's enough. I mean, when this comes out, when it comes down to it, the reason why the Fallout deals, the Fallout 3 DLC was so successful, is because people really liked this world and they wanted more story set within this universe. So now you have the same kind of mechanics, the same kind of universe, just and just completely new stories. So it's like a hundred more hours of stuff. So I mean, if people are willing to pay fifty dollars for DLC, why not pay fifty dollars for a brand new game and a hundred more hours of things to do? Yeah, except it. All right. It, this is why I didn't understand like why it wasn't. Game. I don't know. This wasn't. I was more surprised. Like, yeah, this should just be DLC. Maybe oh no, there's enough a... tweaks. There's enough tweaks to the engine that they do. They have changed quite a bit. Uh, I guess I just that you notice from playing experience there. Experience Fallout Three. You'll notice over time when you play through experience. But there's a lot of new stuff, new well, weapons. Did, I mean, new you, ways you use the weapons. Did you notice that from the demo there, Manny? It was a like twenty minute demo. I know. It's like oh, that's I'm wondering. You're you're talking about it like you played it for five hours or something. I, I've I read a lot of this. I've read a lot oh. on the game. They're changing right. just since the day since the first info released. Right. Robo Manny. Yes. Uh let's see. What else was interesting did, that did, we should Did any of y'all on? play uh did any of y'all play Clash of Heroes H D? Uh, I got uh, to see it. <laughs> I got to see it. Yeah. I don't think they were letting him play. Oh, Chris. Yeah. I mean, you were talking on RPGs. What do you think of Tron? Well, I want to hear Manny talk more about Clash of Heroes first. Um, and plug his mic in as well. Plug his mic would be good, too. Yeah. Well, my mic is plugged in. All right, but it's not using it. <laughs> you have to go to Skype and tell yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, You guys talk. Tron. <laughs> we'll talk That's Tron. why I was trying to right. talk Tron. We talked Tron. Uh, we played Tron. Uh, so Hello. there were two modes in Tron that we played. One where you're kind of racing around a, a bunch of explosions on a light cycle. And uh, mm. apparently it was hard to control because Michael died a lot. Yeah, the problem I was having is every time you would die, you would go back to this really close camera. And I kept forgetting how to change the camera because I, uh, I was just trying to do it fast. And... Um, when I got the camera back, I did a lot better, but it was still pretty much, it was like a racing thing. I mean, the fun thing was is you were driving on a multi-layered freeway, basically. Yeah. So sometimes they would just make the freeway disappear, and you would fall, and hopefully you were supposed to fall where you were supposed to and not off the cliff. But, you know, every once in a while you kind of missed. It wasn't really a penalty <laughs> or anything. Quite often was, you missed, apparently. No, quite often I hit rocks and fell yeah. off the edge. It's a little different. Oh, okay. It looked not like it was really hard guy to steer. Yeah. <laughs> hmm? It looked like it was really hard to steer. Uh, yeah, because um, the controls just didn't seem, uh, they seemed too sensitive to me. Like, I, it was really like, I maybe I just have no motorcycle experience, but I was swerving all over the place. Okay. Um, and then you played the uh, more adventure. Yeah, I played the, uh, I was on foot doing combat in, with Tron, which is a lot of, you know, launching that site, that little disc that you have in Tron and uh, doing some combos with that. So I pounded on buttons a lot, did some combos. You could run around. Uh, you know, they try and make it interesting as you're running around the mo- the the world with like doing a lot of jumps and 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 running alongside walls and stuff, kind of a uh, kind of Prince of Persia style or something. But uh, 
it uh so there was a lot of wall jumping and such and so it did all that and uh it felt good and you know the action part you know the combat system felt basic uh didn't feel very deep but uh you know the kind of the chase mechanics and the jumping around the platforming that you do while you're going around and doing the combat that felt solid enough so you know it looks interesting enough um and yeah, and there's going to be multiple game modes obviously cuz it seems like they're going to draw on all the aspects of of Tron the movie and all the different things you see in there and try and get you into all of them so that's good i i did kind of wonder it's i mean cuz you were getting xp and stuff if if it was going to drift out an rpg element kind of thing yeah, I couldn't access any money, uh, any menus rather to uh, spend spend my points. So I, I was hard to, I couldn't tell you on that. I, it seemed like that was disabled during the demo. So hopefully, if they're going to open that up, maybe they'll help make it more more RPG elements and make it feel a little bit more like you get some character development and get to decide what your character is going to be good at, which would be nice. Um, the graphics look yeah. really solid. Uh, it, you felt like you were in the Tron world. They did a good job of of incorporating that feel. Um, you know, for well, a movie tie-in game, it looks and, like and black. Looks like pretty good quality for a movie tie-in game. So hopefully, they're gonna really make something out of this one. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what what comes of it. Well, so. there's a there's a thing about that actually. Um, What's that? There was a lot of discussion about how movie tie-in games have been doing so badly. Like before, in the top twenty for the year, you would get one, maybe two movie games that were in the top twenty. But the past two years, you've had none. And so now they're stopping to reconsider these these quick cash-ins. And now, really, when they're going to make a movie tie-in game, they're going to put a lot of effort into it. Who's they? Uh, most uh, developers. Oh, okay. Because the cash-in quick game are no longer working. Did they all signed a treaty or something to decide this? I mean, how do we know that everyone's actually doing this? It was a discussion, this? actually, at GDC. Oh, okay. Neat. Um, yeah. All the executives yeah. got together and said, this is what we're going to do. They had a... They had an Illuminati meeting of movie license <laughs> developers. I don't know all the details. I didn't go to GDC. Well, I just like what... I just like when people make these sorts of generalizations in articles and stuff. Like you don't know that they all made this decision. <laughs> well, we've seen it from the what's coming out now. That yeah, Tron not... looks like they're doing that. You're right. Yeah. Um, and tran- the new Transformers game is apparently actually really good too. Probably because it's not based on the movie. Well, maybe Mike just Bay a license, had an app yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, Manny, uh, what did you see at Ubisoft Group, uh, at the Ubisoft booth? You saw some... I saw two Heroes of Might Magic games. Yeah. Uh, Clash of Heroes and... I keep on forgetting the name. Heroes Kingdom. Heroes Kingdom, yes. So we talk about Lord of Ultima on, this, on the show a lot, right? Yeah. So imagine Lord of Ultima with more RPG elements, with with factions that actually are working towards a goal... And a lot more in terms of things to do, like just not just fighting and conquering, but economics, honor systems, killing enemy. I mean, let me put it this way. Before you could even build out your city and your sort of territory, you have to kill all the monsters in the area first mm-hmm. and clear out the forest. So it's just basically imagine Lord of Ultima with more RPG elements, more things to do, more cooperation of alliances, and built into like this six-month systems, six-month seasons where the winners sort of get an advantage when the next season starts. So it's nice that they have the timing announced because Lord of Ultima hasn't even announced the timing for the end of the season yet. Yeah, they did. I didn't even know Lord of Ultima had a season. They said four to six months. Yeah, that's not timing. That's, that's ranges, and it sounds like they're adapting. Here, it's, it's very clear. It's going to be six months. I, I like oh, that. Having I forgot that. Do you like that more? Yeah, I do like it being clear. Like, I know what's going to happen, and I can plan around it. Because these well, games are all that's... about planning. Is that yeah, only that's... That's... I don't think Lord of Ultima has much of a story. Is there a story, in it or is there... 
I don't no, even know what, what does it. There's what get, does this you get the hit? shrine to level eighty and win the end. Yeah. So how does it work in Heroes of Kingdoms? There's a story. There's a rate you can pick different races, and like let me for example, there could be the RP Gamer Alliance. We can be like this color coded thing, and we as we get stronger and stronger, our influence grows, and as we collect artifacts in the game spread our influence, become more economically powerful, have lots of honor, our influence spreads, and eventually we could even end the game early if we get so powerful and get so many artifacts. And when the next season starts, we start the next season with a uh, with more of our with more of our artifacts and more of our influence and more of our money carrying over than everyone else does. And then the next six months you start over. Well it's not like I said it can end early depending on how powerful people get. Okay. So there's this constant cycle of so, just, see see they're not sure either. Yeah. Oh. Apparently not. It's not, not it's not really just not sure. It's just more like uh if someone's good enough and they can they collect as many artifacts as they can then that season will end early. Okay. So there you go. Um but let me put it and you can play uh Mac, PC and iPad. So it just seems like Lord of what we want from Lord of Ultima, more of what we want from Lord of Ultima. All right. I can tell you that it's not been launched in our country yet. Uh, no, but, but we can't get into the beta, all of us. We're going to get in the beta. Oh, how? I'll yeah, so we're going to gonna rock this, right? All right. I, from, that... what I told, from what he told me, um, certain publications are already starting their factions. Like It's going to be like Joystick versus Kotaku versus RP Gamer versus hey. RPG Fan. All right, well, I already took well, Joystick down in Lord of Ultima. Well, so I, I just signed up for an account, so you better just tell me what to do to get in the beta so we can get some i got to send them some emails and tell them who, who wants to be in. All right. All right. Let's build our armada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, I will Let's say, though, that um, the, it is free-to-play, and there is a subscription. Um, the free-to-play, you get up to three characters in three cities. And mm. if you want to... And you can subscribe for, like, I think it was, like, 4 or $5 a month or less, and you'll get... How unlimited. are they balancing it? Do you need to subscribe to be able to win the game? No, not at all. But if you want more characters and you want more cities, then you will. So how does they must balance differently? Because cities are very important in Lord of Ultima, so to be limited to three would be killer. Um, even if you do have three cities, there's a lot you can do with it. Like mm-hmm. you can still in- increase your influence and your economic resources and your honor. Well, then if I capture another city, then what do I do then? I, can't I don't really know. Hold it. There's some questions about that. I. Um, this is why we need to get in the beta. So we'll just do that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we'll make fun of it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is right. like I don't want to do another well, one. What about what about, what about my, what about Clash of Heroes though? Um, it's like the DS version. Did but, you play the DS version? I, no. Oh, okay. But it's from what I understand, it's like the DS version, but like better in every single way. They they listened to all the feedback and they tweaked a lot of the units. They've like two units that were useless. I think they removed completely and or we completely changed how they work. Uh, all hand drawn HD sprites graphics. Excellent. Great. Lots of um, they increased the frames of animation. Everything. So some attacks will have like 120 frames of animation. Just and um, most importantly, I think is the online. There's a one v one online and two v two online. And I think local too. Hmm. Nice. So I just it seems like this is the definitive version of the game. Yeah, sounds great. Mike's gonna kick my butt. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's gonna be awful. Definitive <laughs> might and magic. Um, all right. So let's see. We've talked about Nintendo. Um, we've talked about. Have we talked about Microsoft? Do we? Is there anything at Microsoft that we should talk Fable about? Fable three. Fable three. Oh, we tried that. I did. Yeah, you did. So oh, talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's it. talking. <laughs> all right. It's um. 
It, it looks better than Fable 2. <laughs> I don't know wow. what I'm talking for. What a, <laughs> what a endorsement there. Woo! Uh, let me see. Fable you, 3. Um, are you still bitter you didn't get a 360? I am a little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Yeah, I, I kind of felt that was a no-win situation. You're going to give it to press, who obviously you're going to have this conflict of interest. And unless you're like GPT and give it away, you're going to have this question mark. And then you have the people who didn't get in, who, you know, not even didn't get in to get a 360, didn't even get into the conference because of this. Yeah, we didn't even want and the 360. We just wanted to so, cover the press conference. Yeah, so they get burned. It's like, so you're, you're tainting the media you already know, and you're burning the ones you don't. Man, it's okay. That's that conference was terrible anyway. <laughs> okay. I'll be honest. If I would have sat through that thing and and they didn't give me anything, I'd be like, man, I was so boring. I watched a girl tickle a tiger and a bunch of people who can't dance dance for like three hours. It was terrible. It wasn't that long, but all right. It felt like three hours. <laughs> no, no, Sony felt like three hours. <laughs> At least Kevin Butler came out to sort of like, I know, you're right. All we got was... T- Tickles, wait, Skittles the tiger? Yeah, Skittles the tiger. Um, Do we all agree that Kevin Butler was awesome? Yes. So for people who don't know, Kevin Butler came out during the Sony press conference. Um, He didn't host it like we'd hoped, but he did come out and give a speech about gaming. Oh, and it I was knew great. he wouldn't host it. Jack, Jack's going to be Jack. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, especially when Jack comes out and says, yeah, I know you all wanted it, but you know what, I don't listen to you. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he's like, oh, but wait, here comes Kevin. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That was very awesome. That's Actually, Kevin didn't come out while Jack was talking. He came out while someone else was talking. To get Jack a Coke, right, and yeah. he got lost. Yeah. came out in the front. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, okay, so Sony didn't have much in their booth that we cared about, right? Nope. They had one thing. No. Yeah. They did. They had one. I can't remember what, what it is now. No, they didn't. All right. They didn't well, have anything first party that we wanted. I found out the day after uh, on the plane with the the Sony dude that I was sitting next to. Um, Oops. What day? And what was it? I can't remember now. <laughs> it must not have been that important. Yes, not. Mm. That was good. It was great I talk. Know. Great talk, right? <laughs> I feel He's great. Going, Why did I bother talking to that guy? Jeez. You don't care at all about Patapon 3, huh? I would thought we're thinking RPGs only, but, you know, I haven't finished Patapon 2 yet either. Ah, all right. And um, I actually you know, paid for that and everything. You know, why don't we talk about Atlas? Why don't we? All right, so we went to Atlas and we saw a couple of their upcoming games. Uh, two of their games, Trine 2 and Rock of Ages, not really RPGs. Um, Trine 2 is, of course, a sequel to Trine. It looks like Trine, but more and better. Um Rock of Ages is kind of a tower defense thing. Look forward to those two. But the two RPGs they had was Night in the Nightmare for the PSP, which uh, they were showing us some videos of it, and they're assuring us that it will play just fine on the PSP, even though you you know the first one was kind of designed for the touch control. But since you're controlling the Wisp directly, apparently that works really well on the, with the D-pad or the analog nub on the PSP, so no worries about that. And they added a third character to Nights in the Nightmare. So you're going to get a, another perspective on the story. So look forward to that. You'll have an, another reason to play it. Um, other than that, I don't know that they announced anything interesting out of Nights in the Nightmare beyond that, right, Mike? No, not really. It was pretty much this is the same thing as Bobby's Not Touch. So yeah, pretty much it. Here's our new character. Have fun. And then, they, and then they showed off one of your favorite series, Etrian Odyssey. 
Yes, they did. Odyssey 3. That had some new stuff. We played a, a cooperative match against a boss in that, but it was local only, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's kind of a drag, but I think... I also have to, you know, this is something that nobody ever mentions is, you know, everybody said well, all these ad hoc games can still play with remote play. Well, is that really going to happen? Or, you um, know, Mike, or this was no? on DS, so no. Well, that was on DS? Yeah. Right. It is on DS. Dang yeah, it. Yeah, it's Odyssey, DS. <laughs> well, so no, well, remote play isn't going to help with that. Remote play isn't going to help with all that, is it? No. Yeah, that's right. This is how tired I am. I don't even know what systems of the games are on anymore. Um, they added some new classes and all that stuff, right? No, uh, no, no, no. It's entirely no. revamped classes. There's oh, no revamped classes. No new classes. No, they're all new classes. I played a farmer. Yes, thanks. Oh, so it's all new classes. Yes, all ten classes are brand new. There are going to oh. be no carryovers from the first two. I like the farmer. <laughs> yeah, we made fun My of you. My was useless. Why did they have that class <laughs> in there? <laughs> because I'm sure it's going to be like um, a class that grows. All right. And that is not a bad. You have to go to level 99, and then it's useful. Or something? <clears throat> yeah, it's the Onion Knight. There you go. Mm. I don't know. They always have these classes where they take a long time to grow, but once they do, they're just ultra-powerful. And I get the feeling the farmer's going to be one of those. It's like, <clears throat> I can see some ability where you throw out uh, magical seeds, and it, like, saps energy from everything on the screen or something. You know, it's, it's going to be something very powerful. Oh, okay. Hopefully. I can see a farmer being more of a healing class. Maybe you culture food and give us auto-heal or something. I, I can see very strong abilities, especially when I didn't really see a strong, this is the curing class, like you had in the last one. But I was like, you know, maybe that's what the farmer does. Maybe, you know, it was kind of tricky. I was curious how they were going to do that, because you don't see, out of 10 classes, I didn't see, well, this is the tank. This is, I mean, you did see the magic user, but this is the curing person. You know, I didn't see that. So mm-hmm. I'm very curious on how the classes are going to work. All right. Um. Yeah. So that's 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 Atlas, and we talked yeah, about Seed. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else we didn't we didn't touch about. I think that's pretty much everything. Hmm. Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, Square Enix. We didn't talk about Birth by Sleep at all. Did anybody play it? Kingdom Hearts. Yawn. M- Manny, did you play Birth by Sleep? Uh, I think I was waiting for someone to finish a game. Mm. Did did Nancy play it at all? I don't know. I have to ask her. Yeah, maybe she could get an impression up of it. Um, I played I, it at TGS, and I mean, it, it's Kingdom Hearts, and I, I really I mentioned that to Clee, and he's like, "Yep, it that's the point. It it's just like Kingdom Hearts. It plays like Kingdom Hearts, like the real Kingdom Hearts games, and that's and that's what they were going for on the PSP. So, um, look forward to actual Kingdom Hearts style gameplay on a portable system with uh <laughs> with Birth by Sleep. And yeah, she did play was, um. Yeah. I was going to say, she did play Epic Mickey, and there's Ooh. an impression of that going up today. Nice. And Epic Mickey apparently recovering. I don't know why, but it must have enough RPG feel to it that we're going to cover it. I think we just like Mickey. Oh, Kingdom Hearts <laughs> in the Dark. I don't know. Hey, all I know is I wrote it. It's going. I mean, we wrote it, It's going up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've already got coverage up on it, so it's uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so Epic Mickey looks great, by the way. Um you get to suck ink out of characters and turn them into puddles or put ink back into them. You get to tear down and build up the world, go around and collect stuff. They've got transport levels that take you from area to area that you're kind of playing through uh, classic animated shorts from Mickey's history. Uh, the one they showed, of course, was Steamboat Willie, which uh, looked fantastically represented there on the Wii. Um, it's looking great. 
and uh, I can't wait to play that. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's platforming, it's puzzle solving, it's Mickey. It really felt very standard. Just that they had done a wonderful job putting it all together. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, with that, we should wrap up, huh? Yep, our high energy podcast is coming to an end. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sorry to sorry to bring it down. Look forward to all the videos we're going to have up for you, and uh, leave us some feedback. Uh, email us at podcast at rpgamer.com. Send us an MP3 file. We can play it on the air. You can also leave us a voicemail. Um, anyone remember that number? Six zero eight seven two. It's on the forum post. It'll be there. Just. It is on the forum post, but I like to tell them on the show that it's 608-729-4098. Thank you very much for listening to the show. You can also listen to us live every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on rpgamer.com slash live, where we come stream into you. And you can also join us in the chat room at irc.esper.net. And that's every day, all day, that that chat room's open. Connect with your favorite IRC client and check us out there. Um, look forward to more stuff going up from E3 um, throughout the n- entire next week as we get through all the backlog of stuff we've got to get posted. And you can leave us feedback and talk about all this stuff on our boards at board.rpgamer.com. Um, thanks for listening to everybody. And uh, I think we will see you next week, right? Um, where we Quick will note get back is that to uh, we, there are some pictures up already on our Facebook page if you want to see. Yeah. There's just some quick little shots, nothing fancy. That All your fancy pictures will get put up later. Yeah. Yes, they will. So look forward to that as well. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week where after we've been more fully rested and we can digest some of the big <laughs> announcements that may have been overlooked during the show. So see you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.